You know, hell works better when it's a lot more subtle. Here, I'll give you an example. Okay. Crow, uh, what do you think of Adolf Hitler? Well, I hate him naturally. Right. Now, uh, what do you think of the band Sticks? Well, you know, they had one or two decent... Oh, my God, you're right. Town Girls on a Saturday Night to Geek Salad episode 81. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And the return of Mike. Oh my god, Mike. Oh, it's the 80s. Well, Mike has to return. Well, it's kind of like, you know, I'm kind of treating my return like The Undertaker. I'm oh. come back like once just to let someone else job to me. Yeah, okay. That, so you're that's all jobbing to me tonight, so. And I'm going to leave for a couple more months. I, I do have one question, though. Which one of us claimed that we were bigger than Jesus? Mike. Me? Yep. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. That's the only other reason I can explain why every single time we've tried to record, we've got hit by a snowstorm. Well, exactly. It's Easter. <laughs> so. Yeah. That is true. We're, we're actually recording on Passover. So if... We're not bigger than Jesus. Hey, yeah. Is anybody got the lamb's blood? Oh. Actually, um, uh, our, friend, our friend Kevin Marshall had tweeted that he had... Put the lamb's blood on his apartment door. His landlord told him to clean it up. He's like, yeah, nice try, Pharaoh. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we've got uh, quite a bit to talk about because today we're talking all about the music of 1983. It's its 30th anniversary and wow, what a weird assortment of songs we're going to be talking about today. You know, it's kind of funny though, like 1983, like, you know, we figure like, I was like, what, eight? You yeah. Know, what, like 10 or 11? But some yeah. of the some of the stuff on here though is is really um, there's a lot there's like novelty mi- novelty songs mixed in with all this stuff and for the most part I didn't see any yacht rock at all on here. Not well, Did, yacht rock had kind of taken its turn by this point. You right, get a lot of it because Christopher Cross is big in from 1981 to 1981. <laughs> I think we're going to make it. Wasn't 1983 also the might, first year of Weird Al Yankovic? This time. I got it written right here. It was, you were, yes, Mike? What was the, wasn't um, 1983 the first year of Weird Al Yankovic? Indeed it does. That's one of the albums Chris mentioned, so yeah. that ties us nicely into a segue for Chris's Cultural Corner. KKK, that's not good. And Chris writes, Hello Geek Salad Crew, 1983 was a pretty good year for music and also for the music video. MTV was, MTV was growing ever more popular. Remember Friday Night Video Fights? Uh, so uh, Chris says, in no particular order, here are some of his favorite songs from 1983. So we're going to start with, um, this is actually this is a fine song for me, Breaking Us in Two by Joe Jackson. That's a great song. Don't you feel like trying something
Only feel like But they did Yeah, it's awesome Well, you know, after after What was the uh, Stepping Out was the big one yeah, Stepping Out was the big, big hit, hit, and there was like, oh, it's kind of piano week. He, he looks like Wallace Shawn. He does. <laughs> oh, like, he, no, seriously, he looks like British punk Wallace Shawn. Wasn't he also ginger? Uh, yes, I think ginger he was show. ginger. He might have been a daywalker. Notice how they never let him be the romantic interest in any of his videos. No, exactly. <laughs> I will say, though, I think um, as a pianist, he was uh, He's, a good pianist. I, 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 do, I do enjoy a good Joe Jackson tune from 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 time to time. He's almost like that guy you kind of see in like, the lounge. Yeah. You know, just like, hey, I'm Joe Jackson, I'll be here all night. <laughs> exactly. Don't forget to tip your waitress. And by the way, here's stepping out. Yeah, here's say, breaking us in two. And now, everyone, here's one for the ladies. It's you called. Know, uh, you know, you know what bothered me about him? What? Because when I, I remember JJ Jackson saying, "All oh, right, now it's time for Joe Jackson's new video," and I'm sitting there going, "Wow, this is going to be a funky blues." Track. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Gavin McLeod on the away. And at that point, I said to myself, "You, sir, are yeah. on my shit list." Have you ever heard the song "Real Men"? Though it's from the same album. I mean, no, that's a... the real men are old. Yeah, <laughs> that is a. Dark fucking song. And it just kind of just hits you. You just kind of sit there and you're like... Ugh. Is she really going out with him that was a gigantic hit back in like 1979? Well, funny thing is also, I think it kind of like resurfaced in like There's Somebody Out Mary because that was kind of shoved down our throats at one point. Yeah. Day. And that's become like the new Breakfast Club. Every channel I see, that show, that movie's on. Like E, it's on FX. But here's the thing though. You know, from time to time, There's Somebody About Mary still makes me laugh. That's true. That is true. That's a... Oh, like, <laughs> that movie doesn't make me laugh. No, because no, I find um, you and me mixed. You don't. You don't like Ben Stiller. No, I find no. him f- uh, repulsive in every single way. Oh well. Wow. Yeah. Matt Dillon was in it. Yeah. Choppers. Yeah. Point. Say the big choppers. Yeah. yeah. It was funny. It yeah. Was anyway, different. we we got to move on because this could be a novelty song or it could be Mike Cicerone's favorite song of all time. Oh, here we go. Uh, that's right. Which this song peaked at number ten on the Billboard Hot 100 charts in you 1983. No, far from over. Frank Stallone. Oh, <laughs> that's my boy. Oh my god, I remember when this song came out, and it was about 11 years old at the time. I didn't know what gay was, but that video really kind of <laughs> cinched it up for me. Oh, come on, you know, that was a great tune. He's I mean, that in a leather, leather outfit. He looks like a man. He's got the headband, he's got the denim jacket with the leather vest over it, but then they keep cutting to the yeah, scenes from Staying Alive where John Travolta is all waxed and sweaty. And the loincloth. Yeah, exactly. In a Broadway show. He's in a Broadway show, the gayest Broadway show ever. And that's doing something if you're on Broadway. <laughs> Staying Alive, did you notice how there's like that one scene in the video, like in the movie too, he actually bumps into Sylvester Stallone. 
Yeah. Probably going like, why'd you make me do this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Ma'll be proud of me. 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 Jackie's... I mean, Ellen Travolta? Jackie Stallone's just kind of sitting back there like, you still know Sylvester. <laughs> Try to be more like Sly. Don't be like Frank. <laughs> you know, you, you, you guys crap on poor Frank Stallone. But I think he had a lot to offer the music industry that year. <laughs> that year. That year. That, year. Yeah. that month. Now, now, after opening up for puppet shows at, uh, <laughs> at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Now, the thing is, too, I mean, really, do you think the song could have given a, a, the Eye of the Tiger the run for its money that it's, I think it, they were trying to do? No, I think it's definitely the poor man's eye. Oh, that's a good point. It's the poor man's eye. It's the homeless man's eye. Oh, yeah. No, you know what it is? It's, you know in the cereal aisle, how there's like box cereal and then there's the bagged cereal? (laughs) It's the bagged cereal (laughs) of of Eye of the Tiger. Fruit-o's. Is this a Rolex watch? No, sir, this is a Rolex. (laughs) (laughs) We're not poison, we're cyanide. A loving tribute to poison. (laughs) All right, moving on. Um, This one peaked at 34... Uh, this is New Frontier by Donald Fagan. Oh, God. Yes, we're gonna have a windy summer smoker on the ground. It's just a dugout that my dad built. In case the rest decide to push the button down. All right. Yeah, I'm blanking that's on exactly. This one. Yeah, exactly. I'm seeing the video. It's, it's wait, wait, wait. If I'm saying, wait, here's the thing. If I'm saying that, yeah. that's a problem. Think about it. All right. Well, first yeah, of all, first arranged. of all, Steely Dan, they should be in jail. They're so <laughs> boring, and they steal people's money year after year. They tramps themselves to great woods with their bags of granola. Don't forget, and they're wine in a box, and they sit there boogieing down, not realizing this. It's awful. Is Don't forget. Awful? Is that why they call them Steely Dan? No, no. Steely Dan is the name of a dildo in a William uh, Burroughs novel. Uh, wow. You didn't know that? Wow. So, this show is educational now. <laughs> they named their band after a female pleasuring device. Exactly. Well, his name wasn't Slappy Joe. Yeah. I actually think it was in Naked Lunch, if I'm not mistaken. So. Oh, he's so deep, isn't he? Yeah, I know, huh? Wow. All right, next one. Uh, this, is a, this is a more rollicking tune. Number se- Number seven. Our House by Madness. Okay. Father, where's his Sunday best? Mother's tired, she needs a rest. The kids are playing up downstairs. Sister's sighing in her sleep. Brother's got a night to keep, he can't hang around. That's a fun song. You know what the sick thing is, though? Out of all their like their singles, and I'm really talking British singles when I'm yeah. talking singles, because this is their only big hit in America. Yeah. What? One Step Beyond wasn't a big One hit? Step Beyond, not in America. But, they, I, I, but it, is this dude going to sing? House of Fun is... I love, I love House of Fun. That's a great song. Yeah. 
Madness is just a fun band. I guess they're getting back together again because, well, you know, they got to eat. Did Albert uh, Lane get them back together? Uh, no. What, you mean they're, they're shifted? Arby's didn't pay well, very well? They don't have Arby's. I don't think they have Arby's in London. Hi, you, lead singer of Madness. Can you get off your shit from Long John Silver's and come sing with the band? Or let me get my... Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm still dealing with with inner turmoil within the band. I don't know if getting away from 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 putting produce on the back of this truck is going to fix any of that. There was a reason why I didn't like those videos. First of all, there's 96 members of Madness. Yes, there are. <laughs> Every time I would see him, he had fingerless gloves on, and I don't know why that bothered me. But he's always like steepling his fingers, going, "Oh, you know." Ah, oh, send the middle up the street. Is Madness trying to compete with Yes, having those members in a band or something? Ah, house, which is totally windowless and almost a van. Ah, house. (laughs) All right, next up, uh, this one peaked at number 11. Promises, Promises by Naked Eyes. Oh, that's Andy's favorite. That's the other song. No, the other, yeah. The other hit. Yep. Um, I just found out recently that the other guy, like the, the not lead singer guy of Naked Eyes, has been dead for like 20 years. Okay. Well, his career's been dead for 30 years. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Why are you surprised by this? I don't know. I, I gotta say, I do like this song. Yeah. It, it's, it's just one of those, like, you put on an 80s playlist, you, could, you couldn't have thought about it for like 17 years or whatever. Uh, it comes up and you're like, oh, yeah, this one. Nah, see, if you put on uh, Sirius... It's, oh, it's, it's on it's, all the it's time. It's on right. Yeah, but, I mean, but serious, there's a lot of stuff that's on regular rotation. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those kind of cruising songs. You get that nice little like. And I love that part. This song is just one like. Oh yeah, I know that song. Next one. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I know that one too. Exactly. Sometimes there's just some songs you've heard enough times. It's like it's kind of unplayable for you at that point. Yeah. I mean, you know what the thing is though. I'll take this one over. Something there to remind me. Yeah, I agree with you. Again, and it's mainly just because just the. Sometimes the other hit is more pleasurable than the original hit. That's what yeah. I've been saying. To I know, guys. I know. And See, ne- you're learning something from me. And next year, when when we do the nineteen eighty four show, next year when we do the nineteen eighty four show, and I cover track by track, big countries, the crossing, oh. you'll understand. Uh, Andy, I hate to break this to you. Yeah. On this, uh, it says it was released in eighty three. Yeah. I know the singles were released in eighty four though. Nope. No. Well then. I guess we should start talking right now about Harvest Home, then, shan't we? There we go. All right. There. <laughs> Andy's the one who heard that. There is a big country Andy's song on my list, by the way. No, oh, there is. Well, hey. If I find out, I'll tell you. All right. When we get to 1986, I can start talking about Steve Winwood again. That's uh, true, you can. And the Michelob Horns. I can't oh. wait. Three more years, Jim, we get the Michelob Horns. You'll have to wait three years <laughs> to figure out what they are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to screw over all my fans. <laughs> Not the Casio keyboard, but I call it the high-energy pipe organ. Oh, the slow version of an oxymoron. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's move on to again. I think this one could be considered a novelty song, peaking at number four. Putting on the Ritz by Taco. If you're 
sang by a guy from Luxembourg. I, I just heard this song again today. Yeah. It's a fun song. It is a fun yeah. song. Yeah, you know what? I had downloaded this song because Autumn and I were singing the, the, the young Frankenstein version of the song. Why? Just because we're just goofy <laughs> like that. Um, and Please remind me to go to the next assisto sing-along. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we started <laughs> singing that, and Scarlett starts repeating it. She's like, I want to dance to that song. And I'm like... Oh, let me go find a tune on... Let me go find, like, the original on YouTube. Irving Berlin, let's pull this up. God, this is slow and boring. All right, honey, put on your tap shoes. Put on your tap shoes, honey. I'm going to be putting on something different. If you're blue and you don't know where you'll go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Put it on the wrist. It is actually a great tap tune. Of course, it really does have that nice sound. You hung out with Bernie, of course, the word tits always. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I believe, I believe he, he had turned the song into slapping on your tits or something. I don't know. <laughs> he would say that and then hit you with a stick. Mm. That's basically what would happen. Well, we can go through another episode without mentioning Bernie. Nope. Nope. Or Steve Winwood. Or Steve Winwood. And you know what? I'll just bring up the mirror of cocaine now. What about Zach Efron? <laughs> oh, yeah. Jim, that, that's you. Is there any way we can weave him in? And I already covered Arby's. More than likely, we can. Yeah, there we go. All right, next up on Chris's list, peaking at number 16, Rock of Ages by Def Leppard. Oh, in fact, Jim, I just noticed your glass. It is. It's a Def Leppard glass. Def Leppard ale mug. Wow. This, this was a good year for Def Leppard. If you haven't seen these guys Iron Maiden t-shirt on. Jim is all metal today. I'm all X-Men. Mike, you're all Magners, and you're Vegas. Yes, I am. Baby Vegas. I am sponsoring the Pint of Gold. Okay. This was a good year for Def Leppard. Pyromania is a great album. Yeah. Let's just take a moment. Rock of Ages is a good song. Pyromania is a great album. It is... Probably one of the top three albums of the eighties. I believe Absolutely. so. Although I, I believe so. I think it I is prefer the quintessential hard rock album. I think I prefer Hysteria though. All right, yeah. I was just going to ask you that, Jim. Um, uh, it's you know what the thing is. I think it's a tough call because I think that they are two very different albums from I'll say this. from a band that grew up. My favorite songs by Def Leppard are on Pyromania, but in terms of being a solid album all the way through, Hysteria is better. I, I agree. I'll agree. I'll um, go with that. I found that hysteria. For I like me songs off both albums. So. Well, no, I found I, it too, but like this. Is I like found hysteria kind of got shoved down my throat a lot though. Yeah. At one point. Well, I mean, I want, I mean you can only hear "Pour Some Sugar on Me" so right. many times. I remember, and I know we're getting a little ahead of the game here. I can remember "Pour Some Sugar on Me" was always on before remote control on MTV. Oh Jesus! I don't know why. <laughs> all right. That. Well, the other thing too is that we were a little older, so like we're all out of elementary school. So you're in junior high. You're. You're still in elementary school. Eighty three. Yeah. 80, no. 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 Uh, for hysteria. 
87, yeah, 87, 88. So Jim and I were in high school, so all, all the ladies with their fluffy feathered hair were, were into oh, yeah, the... Into into some, jeans and, the zip is in the back. Exactly. They were in some one-armed drummers. I was nine. So maybe you weren't listening to uh, Hysteria at the time. That's why my brother-in-law isn't here this evening, because he was six. Oh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) He just figured he had nothing to add. I'm sure that we start talking about this stuff. All right, and finally on Chris's song list, um, Undercover of the Night by the Rolling Stones, which peaked surprisingly at number nine. It's a good song, but the, I don't know, after Tattoo You and before oh. Steel Wheels, I don't know what Body Snatchers took up Mick and the Boys to, to their spaceship and they, replaced them with this. I can tell you what happened. They decided that they need to become more pop friendly to get onto MTV more with more regular rotations. I think Start Me Up kind of kicked that Start Me Up kicked it off. And I believe Keith Richards was on, what, phase six of his, uh, not be able to be killed. He had just him. gotten his false teeth. Yep. So he was on his way to recovery. Yeah, right. He did at, relapse. You know, when you look at Keith Richards, <laughs> you look at somebody that, you know, you Keith talk Richards about, you know, nothing we can but rebuild him, we have the technology. We can rebuild him, we're pretty much just, fr- we're just turning him into Franken- the real-life Frankenstein. I quote yeah. in Wayne's world, he could not be killed with... Like conventional weapons. <laughs> All right, and real quick, I just want to just allude to a couple albums that Chris also mentioned. Uh, this one also got um, a mention from our uh, one of our fans, Pete. War by U2. Yeah. That's them wearing their politics on their sleeve again. No, this War? one? No, uh, no, no. New Year's no. Day is very political. Yeah. Oh, New Year's, oh, yeah, sorry, New Year's, New Year's Day. It's, it's, yes, it's and this has also got um, Sunday Bloody Sunday on it, right? Yeah. I yeah. think so. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. 1983 also put out Under Blood Red Sky, their live album, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah I mean, the, but it's an EP, so it's... It's, it's always political. Like the song Party Girls about a girl who dies of her, uh, right. heroin overdose in Dublin. Right. You know? So, I mean, it's not... Everything's... Mike's right. It's very... They're, they're always political. Yeah. I yeah. think we should... I think we should go for the... You know, all the people in Africa and help them out. Yeah, 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 yeah! <laughs> I'd like to... I'd like to sing. I'd like to... Talk to you about a shanty town in South Africa where the rains, the bullets fall like rains. Ah, crap. I believe that was when. Um, Quiet, everybody. He's talking about garbage. And that is something that concerns us all. I think we can all safely say that uh, I think Bono really rocked the mullet that year. He did. You know, there's a few guys that could rock it and make it look good. So, and one, one, one last album I just want to bring up, um, and this is one that, again, got a lot of people talking, Pete included. Metal Health by Quiet Riot. Number one heavy metal. First heavy metal album ever to go to number one. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's not a good album. Nope. No. No. It's no, got I mean, two good songs on it. Bang your head and come on, feel the noise. Yeah. Uh, I should say, first, like Black Cadillac. Well, then there isn't yeah, Party well, All Night. That's, that's like the other hand. Isn't Party All Night on this, or as Kevin Dubrow was pronouncing it, Party All Night? No, I think that's on the second one. Oh. Critical. The, 
Oh, the other album, oh, Quiet Riot, the other album. Yeah, it's, it's like Critical Bunghole, or Critical Condition, <laughs> or something like that. Can I ask you a question, though, Jim? Yeah. Are you an axe grinder or a pile driver? Well, my mother says that I never, never mind. So it's hard to say. <laughs> All right. Just, just ask. Okay. Well, Chris, thanks a lot for your feedback. That gave us a lot to talk about, but we have more. Yeah. Oh, so much more. Oh, this is just a tip So, the yes. Iceberg. So, now, you know, let's start. We're going to go in order of progression, starting in January, the Billboard Top 100 Number one hits. All right. This one is kind of a rollover from last year's 1982 show um, because it spent an additional two weeks at number one in January of 1983. That's right. Your your pals and mine, Hall and Oates, Man Eater. Here's the thing, though. I mean, we, we were talking about this earlier, you know, about I Can't Go For That, No Can Do. All the songs on, on Private Eyes, really, I mean, if you were to put H2O versus Private Eyes into, into like a fist fight, like a bare-knuckle street fight. Oh, it's a draw. You think? Oh, it's a draw. <laughs> I don't know. Hall and Oates is the most underrated band of the 80s. Hmm. And I, we probably said that. Yeah, we did, and it's it's they true. They have so many hits. If they came around, I'd go see them in a friggin' minute. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. As long as they you know get their hairstyles back, he had to grow the mustache back. But you you might as well be asking Steve Perry to come back to. Uh, he has a cheetah skin coat with um, shoulder uh, with the shoulder pads. On. Jim, I think we should do it for Halloween. You yeah. go as Hall, I'll do Oats. There's been a lot of costumes we've talked about that have never come to fruition. I think we got to do it one year. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it before I'm forty. <laughs> All right, so then after that two weeks, three weeks at number one, and then it came back another week at number one. I love this song. Down Under, Men at Work. Oh, yeah. Song. It's one of those '80s songs that I've heard enough, and, I, and when it comes on, I, I basically I got to go about six months in between hearing it. All right, I'll, I'll flip through it. I'm gonna go with another one that came out the same year that was not as popular, but I remember the song distinctly. Doctor Heckle and, and Mr. Jive. Jive. Remember that song? Yeah, it was a great song. That was a great song. That was also nineteen. But then again, I still think Overkill is the best thing Men at Work ever put out. Yeah, I agree with you. Actually, I love Overkill. That, that is their best single, hands down. I'll tell you, they they really got that. That like smooth sax sound. I mean, they always had that great sax. Well, you know, yeah, exactly. Well, here's the thing too, though. The Down Under pretty much killed uh, Greg Ham. 
Because after the plagiarism suit, where I didn't even realize this until someone brought it up that they had stolen the entire riff from Kookaburra. Well, Colin didn't know where it was. He was looking this way and he was looking <laughs> <laughs> He was seeing someone on the side. <laughs> oh. oh! I gotta say, I, yeah. I, I, enjoy the, I enjoy the song, I enjoy the video, but the video is so literal. Well, it is, it's, but... Well, yeah, but not all, it's not like... There's no part where they go on a potato race in the song. <laughs> yeah. We're in a sack of potatoes. <laughs> in the desert. You ever have a Vegemite sandwich? Yes. Really? It tastes like bat shit. It's <laughs> that 80s... The uh, Australian crate is of the 80s where they had, like, Jocko on The Simpsons <laughs> and Vegemite specials at Subway. That's oh. the first... One of the first videos in the 80s that didn't have... A real cheap set, like mirrors, yeah. on a tinfoil floor, in like big blasting, flashing strobes. Yep. Not a hot chick to be had the entire video. Well, I think the woman who was reading his fortune when he was eating that cereal was... was <laughs> okay. So... No, oh, I don't, way, I, you know what? I don't remember her being about, comely last. It took me about 30 years, but then I finally figured out that the big tall guy standing behind the bar was actually the really short guy who was standing on a chair. <laughs> 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 I had no idea. I'm like, wow, that dude's tall. And I finally saw it. I'm like, wait a minute. That's the useless guy who plays a triangle. Hey. <laughs> oh, wow, well, I'm a quick one. Ding, huh? Damn it. Ding. Hey, you need more cowboy, you need more triangle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next. Uh, and this, this is a song that replaced Down Under and then got usurped by Down Under. One week at number one, Africa by Toto. I love this song so much. This is a good song. This is this is a better like we said last time, it's a better song than Rosanna. Hurry boy, it's waiting there for you. I still like those Rosanna. Don't you put up with Hold the Line? Because love isn't always on time. But I mean, Mike, here's the I thing: love that, though, song too. that is a mustache anthem. That is their. I think that was kind of their. That was almost like their kind of getting out of that mustache. Oh yeah, no. The well, they wanted glam, to. But, you know, they wanted to get. They wanted to be more of a solid gold '80s band. Well, no, what they did was they said, "Okay, rarely used pianist. We're going to let you sing a song. It's not going to be a hit." It's not going to be a hit because the, the high-pitched lead singer with the Jufro and the big me- the big mustache <laughs> sings all the hits, sir. Right. It's throwing you a bomb. And then it became a big hit. And yeah. I'm sure there was distension in the band, like guitarist Steve <laughs> Luthaker, again, with another Jufro. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know. I th- honestly, I think Africa might have been their biggest hit. No, Rosanna stayed well, at I mean, one number been... one and one more uh, Grammys. I, but... I, I mean that they're most... Their most lasting hit. People still remember after. Uh, Longevity-wise, yeah. 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 Rosanna, it, not as much, I think. But the thing is with with Rosanna, I mean, Ro- Ro- Rosanna, I think, has kind of stood the test of time. Africa has too. Yeah. Rosanna, though, served its purpose. It I'm aged sure, well. I'm sure it got 
him, so well, Rosanna Arquette. Toto was, I mean, actually, musician-wise, they were all these very highly regarded sessions oh, yeah. musicians. Yeah. They were actually very good. Yeah, I, mean, I, I love that. I love Toto. A lot of the bands, kind of like those, some of those bands, like, you know, you look at Yes, another group of, you know, great musicians, and I'm going to even say it, even Asia had some guys that came from other bands. You know, it was the same thing. I think it was a lot of, like... They all got recycled from Emerson Lake and Palmer and right. King Crimson and all those other Oh, exactly. Yes. We're singing a song about the parakeet on the loo. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, like that our hands. <laughs> Ooh, crap, again. Are you, uh, uh, did they take any any members from uh, Chicago though? <laughs> no, no. Peter Cetera was too busy with his turtleneck t-shirts. <laughs> 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 uh, backwards, as Satan on it, as little Nikki says. All right, next up, and now you know we were talking about how the Toto songs have stood the test of time. This one certainly didn't. Baby, come to me. Patty Austin, James Ingram, two weeks at number one. There's a special kind of magic in the air When you find another heart that needs to share Baby, come to me Let me put my arms around you This was meant to be And I'm also Baby, come to me. It's an important song because it was Luke and Laura's theme music. Was it? From General Hospital. Every time they were like, wow. the in bed, oh. they turned They would play on. that one on? Sure. And it was funny because it was on a record. Yeah. So they like, they turn it on. You hear, oh, come to me. Is this a song that she would write to? Oh, God, no. <laughs> That really kind of puts a hole in my Dark person. Oh, God. Well, that's how their relationship started. Yeah, well, I just, I just remember, well, I just, not like I ever really watched much General Hospital. Me but neither, but I, I do I remember, heard. like, they were doing these promos, Luke and Laura, and they started playing the song Think of Laura by Christopher Cross, which is about a girl that's shot in the head. Think of Laura. <laughs> when you're How would you like to be that fool who said, "Hey, I, I, I slept out of a car in, in you know a line for a concert last night." Oh yeah, who was it? Christopher Cross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our old boss Dominic probably did, and that was working. Admit, if you came out now, Jim, you'd be there in a heartbeat. Christopher Cross. Yes. Nay, sir. Yes, you would. If all notes was if all notes was going to be the uh, main number, and Christopher Cross was opening, you'd be there. No, you know where I'd be? I'd be getting nachos. With the beer for an hour. Nachos part. Actually, they had a concert uh, just back at Hall and Oats. Quick, they had a concert on uh, Palladium. Oh yeah. Pretty cool how they came out. You'd think it'd be like sparks and fire and panthers running around and stuff like that. They're just like. The basses came out and played Maneater. Do, 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 <laughs> do, do, Ladies and do, gentlemen, Daryl Hall and John Oates. And the whole band came out, including John Oates. Uh-huh, of and course. then Daryl Hall came out, because <laughs> let's face some fat yeah. people. Was G.E. Smith with them? G.E. Smith was not. Uh, the bassist died. Yeah. Yeah. His name was T-Bone. What an original. I know. Kid. For a bass player. For a bass player. All right. Um, well, I guess we have really nothing to say about uh, the, the wonderful t- st- vocal stylings of Austin and Ingram. So we'll move on. Seven weeks at number one. Yep, this was you know this was coming. Billy Jean by Michael Jackson.
say though, I think out of all the '80s tunes that he came up, Billy Jean was probably my favorite. I, per, I just there's I one coming up that I'm gonna uh, that I, I will use to, to ra- my, I will my, my I person. see and raise you. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying my personal. Just, know you're going. Well, no, I know where you're going to, but just like I think one of the, it was like popular hits. Yeah, between that thrill and beat it, I would pick Billie Jean first. It's a bet. I mean, it's a. I think it's a better pop song than maybe I was giving it credit back when right. I was a kid. But if I'm thinking, I will, I will back up. I will agree with you on that. Too. I will back up, Mike. On this, Billie Jean is the biggest song of the '80s. You think? Yes. Yeah. Mm. I just love by it. a fairly wide margin. Okay, I because I know VH1 had their their idiots vote. Oh, that, that they give them the bad name. Like right. or something like that. Hey, the number one song of the eighties, Lizzie Borden and the Axes. <laughs> no, and I'm just saying, out of his, like I said, I think those was his big three at that time. Oh yeah. No, there's other songs that I'm sure I'm gonna probably agree with you on there too. But I think out of those three, if I had to pick one, Billie Jean is my favorite. Billie All right. Jean. When he, when he came out and um, did like the Moonwalk. Um, oh, on the Motown yeah. special. And to that song, I think that kind of cemented him. As like the you know as the major thing of the eighties right it there took Michael Jackson from being a superstar and rocketed him to being the biggest star in the world star in the world uh-huh. right behind the Beatles. Uh-huh. I mean, it, it's to me, it's it is the song of the eighties. Uh-huh. Absolutely, yeah, I agree with that. Behind uh, Shannon's "Let the Music Play." Oh, oh well, of course, how, how dare you, sir? How dare you? I challenge you to fisticuffs. To mention those two in the same sentence is just well, look, I mean, I'm trying to push the envelope here. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I know. No, no, I was I was supporting you. All right. So after after the seven months uh, seven week stranglehold of Billie Jean, one week at number one to cleanse the palate. Come on, Eileen, by Dexy's Midnight Runners. I can't do it anymore. I hate that song. I can't do it. They're dirty. They're grubby, and the song has been overplayed to the point I know. of ad nauseum. I can't stand it. And it's so my wife's like, favorite song of the 80s. You know, this one time... This Sorry, like, I want to say is... I want to hear something else by them. There's got to be something no, else. No, you don't. No, you don't. Come on. Oh, no, you don't. Mike, do you like Skiffle? Because you're going to get tons of... Nuts. You know I what like Skiffle, Skiffle is? <laughs> Skiffle is the type of music that the Beatles used to play when they were in, in Hamburg. Exactly. Having, having uh, bottles thrown at their heads oh. and killing Stu Sutcliffe in the, in the process. I have an idea. Let's get a cigar box, a toilet seat, and a bucket and make a band. <laughs> it's a good idea. Much. And that's pretty much what Dexy's Midnight Runners were. I, I hated that song. Yeah. I hated that song with a passion. The, it's it. not my... No, it, no, but it's just, it got, it, like you said, I think we got to agree. It just got the, overplayed the first time so you, much. first time you hear it, it's a good song. And then it just gets worse from there. After like the third time you hear it, it's bad. It's just after that. You, just watch, you hear it once, that's it. I'm good. You watch the video and you say, you dirty bastards, take a goddamn <laughs> You just want to like, watch it. In the middle of the video, you just want to see a hose just get like... Just <laughs> get him all fire. Unfortunately, the lead singer's uh, style has not gotten much better. He wears a lone wolf satin jacket that Lenny from Lenny and Squiggy used to wear. He wears a little sailor hat. Yeah. <laughs> I, re- I remember you saying on our 82 show that he, got a ma- he caught a major case of the gays. All right, so now, Mike, the song that I was talking about, three weeks at number one, Beat It. Beat it. 
Smash Bros. didn't last long. I, I like Beat It, but again, I like Billie Jean better. I, I, just, I like you know better. I like Beat It better as a song. Billie Jean's much better. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, as evidenced by seven weeks versus three weeks, but I love Beat It. It's a good, it's, no, it's a good song. No. I mean, the video was goofy as all get out. But, yeah. Uh, those are two of the gayest bands ever, <laughs> the gangs I've ever seen trying to fight but since, Re- really since West Side Story. I don't really gave it its true calling, though, when Widow Yankovic decided to. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't like her. You know, they should have a, vi- a version of that video where they actually hear the banter between the two bands. <laughs> I'm going to scratch your face, mister. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. Oh, my God. Who, who let out the third graders coming out from Kung Fu class? Run! <laughs> I know what's great is, uh, I know Eddie Van Halen did the guitar solo, yeah. which, uh, which, which is great. It's a great guitar solo. It is, but he, he divorced himself from that very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and wanted nothing to do with it. It wasn't no. me. <laughs> I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I was too busy working in 1984 where I was playing the fucking piano. Yeah, no. <laughs> and we were hitting David Lee Roth. I'm a musical minutes. genius. Ask my rum brother. <laughs> yeah. Right, Alex? Right on. Whatever happened to like their their Dutch accents, by the way? <laughs> I think um, I think it kind of switched over. Madonna started getting that British accent. Oh, Jesus. Can I commend that? I think they just trade accents from time to time. All right. Next up, one week. I'm surprised this only lasted a week at number one. Let's Dance by David Bowie. This is a song I've had a greater appreciation of as the years have gone by because... As you found out who played guitar on it? Well, part of that, but partly because I just... As... You can't be a young... You can't be like a child and appreciate David Bowie. You have to be an adult to appreciate David Bowie. I think with that song, that was like a good 80s Bowie song. Um, compared well, considering to, it was in the 80s? Well, no, I'm just saying... No, I'm just saying like when you compare it to like the 70s Bowie, like his Ziggy Stardust stuff... I'm just talking about like as far as like when he kind of changed things over a little bit. He does it all the time, right? But I'm just saying like yeah. as far as that time frame, I like that better than like. But every once in a while, you know, that young street punk's got to put on that suit and tie to go work. Like I like it better than Modern Love. That's just that's just me. I don't know. I do like not, Modern I'm not Love. Saying I don't. That song. I just if I, again, it's one of those things. If I had to pick the two. I did like Let's Dance. In all, in all honesty, this is a better singer like, than say China Girl. Yeah, not a huge China Girl fan. No, I like but that song it's, too. It's, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big David Bowie. Oh, I love, I love David Bowie. Bowie. It's, how can you not? Mike? He's not Steve Winwood. <laughs> he isn't. He isn't. Did he sing say. a song about Valerie? No, sir. <laughs> Higher love? I don't think so. Come on, everybody. Wake up. I'll find the microphone. By the way, we're going to name that show Bring Me Some Higher Love. I think we need to name Hell yeah. Just for Mike. I don't know. I, just, I don't know. So I've had my heart set. We gotta All give right. it to him. Come on. I think we need to give it to him. All right. Fine. Fine. All right. Can we move on to the next song Absolutely. here? The next number one hit. Oh, I know what it is. Six weeks at number one. Jim, what is it? It's uh, White Lines. Per, uh, a quotation marks. Don't do it. My Grandmaster Flash. <laughs> 
Was that it? No, actually, I think that was number two for the same amount of time. Six uh, weeks. Geez. No, it's Flashdance, dot, dot, dot. What a feeling by Irene Cara. Now, now, wait correction, it's Flashdance, parentheses, Parent- what a feeling. Is it? Okay. But Andy, I thought it was going to be one of the Wikipedia we lied to me? Fizz. <laughs> Jean, and we forgot Buck's fish. I don't, oh, I know. I don't know. That's why I had the list. Oh, no, you know what, though? The thing is, though, I wanted really to really get a long-term discussion about living in a box by living in a box, but I, I, I decided... Mean, all living in a box, the box. living in the box. Oh, <laughs> that's Talk Talk. Right. Don't get it confused. I used to love when that video came on. Talk 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 talk, 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 Talk Records. Right. So, uh... Back to Flashdance. Yeah, back to Flashdance. Yeah. Now, Mike, you may remember episode one when I, I had just watched this movie and went on a healthy dog shit laden diatribe about how fucking awful this movie is. Oh, the movie's awful. The song's great. The song's not bad. I, I think Irene Cara, again, was one of those things where it's like, she kind of, like you said, she only had like one or two years worth of music and then that was it. Well, because she, she you also know, the sick had thing, a hit she from was a great film. You know what I, not uh, Jimmy. Uh, Say it, Jimmy. DC Cab. Yep. She was it. in DC Cab. Yeah, she was. Yeah. She also did Fame. She did Fame. She's been kicking around forever. Yeah, she shows her cans. Oh, in Fame, she shows her cans. Yeah. Those are were cans. Those are more like dimes. Yeah, that's true. And she was crying the entire time yeah. too. I, I do. That's how the movie ends. Yeah, yeah. That was like one of the last scenes. It's like kind of like how they kind of all ended their careers. You know, I do enjoy this song, but I remember it to being faster than it actually is. Yeah. You know, every when time we're trying to flash dance, you yes. trouble keeping time. With yeah. It. Well, you couldn't get the bucket of water to dump on him just the right time. So. Like a vision. Oh, no, no. Soaking a Steve Winwood T-shirt. <laughs> Actually, when we were doing the wedding singer, um, there's this scene that they just to, to close out Act One, where the the girl singing the song does the flash dance thing, where she pulls that. the bucket, the water falls on her, and that's the end of it. Well, we were doing our, our our pickup rehearsal, and you know, just everything's motion for motion, but not in costume or anything like that. We're doing that. She pulls it. Now the bucket's just supposed to be empty. There was a lot of water that just <laughs> fall out of that. So she, this girl actually pulls the thing down and just like. And she started screaming. <laughs> yeah. All right. Ne- next fun. up, no- this is the biggest song of the year, according to Billboard Hot 100. Can I guess? Uh, yeah, sure. Eight weeks at number one. Go ahead. Okay, you ready? Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to say Big Log by Robert Plant. Oh, so close, Jim. What about Yamo B there? No, no, I got it. It's uh, What Kind of Boy Are You Looking For, Girl, by Hot Chocolate. What kind of boy are you looking for, girl? Well, girls in parentheses. Oh, okay. Well, you're all wrong. Yeah, oh yeah, it's girl. Yeah, what well, is hot chocolate after all? <laughs> no, you're all wrong. Mikey, would you care to take, take, care to take a stab? Me? Go ahead and think of an obscure song from 1983. Mike will probably mouth the words of one of them to you. Um, <laughs> Rainbow in the Dark by Dio. Ooh, did it. I- I'm drawing a blank. All right. I probably will know it. Eight though. weeks at number one. 
the the police every breath you take. Well, now it's top the uh, the like the num- the number one song of songs that are so inappropriate for weddings. It's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is about stalking. Yeah. Now, did they? There's a. I know there was a um, a verse that Sting left out. Something about drilling holes in the wall, watching <laughs> go potty, or something. Like that. <laughs> no, actually, I think My Sharona would be a more inappropriate song. Yeah. I don't remember. What's it about? My Sharona. It's about like my little pretty one. My little pretty one. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And this is why turning Japanese is never played at weddings either. <laughs> no, it's funny when you hear My Sharona, you think that all of a sudden, um, what's his face, to catch a predator, like Chris Hansen would walk yeah. in and say, "Why are you singing this song? Why don't you have a seat right over there? Why are you singing it?" Yeah. Next up, let's sing "Afternoon Delight." Oh God. <laughs> I can think of his uh, rest of the Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, right, let's sidestep a little bit, talk about the album Synchronicity. Yes, we know is, you're going to talk about Synchronicity. It is a great album, Absolutely. Mike. It is a very... There are two terrible songs on the album, both not sung by Sting. By Miss Gradenko. And Mother. Oh. <laughs> That's the Bill McCarthy song. Oh, it is. That's my mother on the phone. We, uh, I, I, like, one time, you know, one day you get bored, you send out emails to people, you put it on Facebook or something like that. The question was, what's the worst song to be on the best album? And Jim responds back, Mother, from Synchronicity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember doing that, but I'll take your word. Yeah, no, I, I just I remember that distinctly. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff. King of Pain, Synchronicity's um, one and two. And it's stipulated that every song on that album, besides Miss Gordanko and Mother, and are Mother, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Now, actually, good, if, you had, awesome. if you had to pick between Synchronicity 1 or 2, which one would you pick? Oh, Synchronicity 2. It's a better song, yeah. I, I like one, personally. I gotta say, I prefer King of Suede over King of Pain. Oh, for God's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> As he wears his suede pants. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Weird Al Yankovic. Can I just... Um, Throw something for my wife. I'd like mm-hmm. to throw something in there quickly. Uh, Bad Boys by Wham came out, which, that's so damn funny. <laughs> oh, God. Also, wait a minute, let's add to that. There's another 83 Wham song. Oh, jeez. Wham rap. That's right. I didn't wham. even know there was a Wham rap Did until you, now. Jim, you know Wham. I'm Bam, I am. You know, I'm gonna look this up. Yeah. There was an article on Cracked Magazine about like about videos that just totally encapsulate the 80s. I sent it to you. I don't know if you ever read it. And Wham Rap is in there. But they're also talking about torture by the Jacksons, where it's like they tried so hard to make because Michael wanted nothing to do with Jermaine it. Jermaine like, didn't either, I think. Jermaine no, Jermaine was, was in there. Um, so, he was and he wasn't. I think he was. There were, there were, no, he was in the video though. Okay, but there were four Jacksons in there. One of um. It, three of them look like Michael, and like on crack, they've got like not Michael, not Michael, <laughs> not Michael, Tito. <laughs> no, 
one was a dummy. Yeah. Was a no, Michael. Thing. If he goes quickly, there was one of like it was a mannequin. It, it was supposed like to be Michael. Yeah, and then you know they stand all next to him. The music, but again, he wasn't in the video. But all right. Man, but you know, here's the thing. All he needs is Tito. That's true. Don't need anybody else. Right. You got Tito. That's all you need. You know what? You know. I bet. I bet you. If you go really slow, you can see that they didn't actually dress Janet up as Michael. I really think they need to be a reality show. I think Latoya was serving sandwiches. That's funny. Let's go back. I want to go back to Latoya for a second because I know it's in the list that we're going to talk about later. Yeah. And Latoya is in one of the videos that we're going to talk about. All right. Finish the other. Oh, I'm right now. If the last one on this list. When we get to that list, I want to talk about that. Latoya's hit single, is it? No, no, no. I'll talk about that later. Oh, no, no, no. We, we, we had to dedicate a whole episode of that. I ended up watching some of the videos, and we'll get <laughs> yep. to it when we get to it. All right. All right, so next up, after the eight weeks of the police, one week, again, I thought this one would have lasted longer. Sweet dreams are made of this by the Eurythmics. Again, a band that it just, I had to be a little more grown up to appreciate, yeah. and I love the original. Now they went, they went from every every breath you take to "Sweet Dreams Are Made." They both very, very, very slow, sleepy songs. Well, that's kind of right. I mean, the theme back if you remember, "Here Comes the Rain Again," it was also very sleepy. I thought, I thought it was, uh, they were very, very big in the cocaine deep. at that time. Though. But this, I mean, the rhythms are just a good. I mean, Andy Lennox has got a phenomenal voice. Oh, yeah. She's probably one of the best female voices of the of our age. Gener- yeah. At least of oh, our yeah. generation, yeah. absolutely. Dave you know, Stewart is the girl from um, Girls' School. Um, I don't know. That's tough. Yeah. All right. Now, now you got me thinking about it. Yeah. Oh, Pat Benatar. Oh, there's Pat Benatar, but um, I mean, the other thing too about like the video. I mean, the video just stood out because she was just so weird looking. Well, yeah, you know, the red fruit gut. was like giving fellatio to a cow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he just filmed his afternoon. It pretty much his afternoon routine. <laughs> Before he met, he met and married the ugly one from Bananarama. <laughs> the one who looks like a banana. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All I right. They named the band after her. She's big and tall and yellow. <laughs> All right, we gotta we gotta spend a little time talking about this song here because I know everyone loves this song. Two weeks at number one, also from the Flashdance soundtrack, your your buddy and mine, Michael Cimbello and Maniac. Performance on, um, on Solid Gold. Yeah. So he was lip syncing. It was just him. You know, he was wearing. It was his band. It was him. Yep. He was on a keyboard, I think. 
He was on a guitar, I believe. It was, uh, he was wearing a wife beater, and he yeah, was okay, so hairy. Yeah. Somebody yeah. took a wife beater and stuffed it on top of a beaver, and he let him start singing. Oh, I need more wax. This wax. song, this song is as fast as I think Flash Games should have been. Well, you know the sick thing about this song was is that I guess this is like one of those songs that was originally written for something else and then totally repurposed when he couldn't sell it to anybody. Was it Megaforce? It might have been Megaforce. No, it was actually like a serial... Because I guess he's a big horror movie fan, so that's why like the... If you, if you, if you listen oh, to the keyboards, it kind of sounds like well, the Halloween thing. It was for Killdozer. Oh, maybe. It was for Killdozer. What about Maniac Cop? Oh, Robert Davi with a big chin. Prom night. <laughs> prom night. <laughs> wasn't that wasn't Jamie Lee Curtis in that one? Of course song? she was. Yeah. I will say I enjoy this song. I remember actually, Michael, that, that song, it always reminds me of um, Andy and Jim. You guys remember this. Remember the old Marlboro Festival that used to always be down at Ward Park? Yes. At all? Yeah. Okay. I remember when they said like that one little section of the rides. Yeah. And they had that one like, um, it wasn't the roundup, but it was like that one tilt-a-whirl thing that would go like. Yeah, like, it's, the, it's called the tilt-a-whirl. Tilt-a-whirl, yeah, okay. I remember for some reason, every time, I think whatever the guy was that was playing it, he was he played that song like four or five times <laughs> for like for like four. It was like for four or five years. Oh, God. I remember me and some friends made a running joke. Like, we hear Michael said Bello this year. We'd be God. on the ride. You hear she's a maniac, maniac. You can't go on like maniac. And if you didn't know any better, you oh. think this is Mike McDonald singing the song. He's a maniac, maniac. Actually, we all thought it was at the time. You know, some thank you, Cardi. As though they are rat-like in appearance, they are kings of And then after that, I remember it was like, really don't you lose my number, but I feel Collins will oh, come on after. God. Oh, he wears a suit with sneakers. <laughs> he's, he's punk rock. All right, next song on the list. Pull up my we list can't talk here. more about Maniac? Oh, dear. We could if you'd like to, but I'd rather spend a, spend a week, which is exactly how long this song lasted on the Billboard Top Charts, Tell her about it by Billy Joel. Boy, listen, boy, I'm sure that you think you got it all under control. You don't want somebody telling you the way to stay in someone's soul. You're a big boy now and you'll never let her go. But that's just the kind of thing she ought to know. All right, Joe Queenan, who I I find to be a very, very funny uh, author, wrote this book called um, Red Lobster, White Trash, and the Blue Lagoon. And he's talking about Billy Joel's An Innocent Man, a tribute to the worst type of music ever written in the history of mankind, doo-wop. The entire album is nothing but harmonies and... So you're just remembering how awesome the 50s were, even though Billy Joel was like seven. You know, <laughs> you, you know the funny thing was, you look at doo-wop, it, if it's done right, it can be good. It can be. Can be. The problem was... No one were giving the keys to the kingdom on that one. Billy Joel tried to really use, like, hey, I'm popular, I'm awesome, everybody loves me, I'm going to do some doo-wop. Oh, I'm going to dance in the videos, too. That's a bullshit oh, yeah. idea. Oh, now, here's the thing, though. How do you go from the nylon curtain, which has got some of the darkest music he's ever written... Yep. To an innocent man. Because a stupid manager came up and said, Hey, Billy, baby, we need to turn things around. We need to make people smile again. Good Night Saigon was a great song, but guess what? It's a downer. <laughs> Actually, that was the same year Allentown came out. 
I don't think actually I don't think it was released in eighty two because that was the nylon curtain. Uh, well, my list. Right. I just remember one time we were driving through Allentown with the kids. So it says eighty three on my thing. Right. So, so I mean, uh, you know, it might have been a hit in eighty three, but maybe it came out in eighty two. So that that could be one of those dispute. Type Give things. me uptown I girl. I'm going through Allentown, and I just called up Mike. I'm like, so I'm really? driving you through Allentown. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and they're closing all the factories now. Yeah, there were no factories. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Give me Uptown Girl any day. Oh, God, that's... I don't know. This whole album is just odious in, like, every way. I do um, prefer Uptown Girl. Uptown Girl's okay. That's, that's listenable. Yeah. I'm keeping the faith on that. The song, keeping the faith is on that. You know who was in the video? In that video? Who wasn't in the in all of his videos? No, but you know who was at the end of that video? The great Joe Piscopo. Oh, Jesus. Uh, actually, I don't know why I called him. Using that term loosely. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Hey, I'm going to make fun of Frank Sinatra. Let me find out if he's okay with it first, though. He actually did a good Frank Sinatra. Not nearly as good as Phil Hartman. Um, he will always fail. I agree with Andy. Yep. Let's go stoop. Got some goop food after we stoop. I like them both. <laughs> Alright, let's move on. Four weeks at number one with this one. Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler. Recently, and she was espousing Botox. Yeah, oh, I love Botox. It's great. <laughs> I don't mind this song. You know what? This is a this is not a bad song. Again, it's one of those songs that the older you get, the more you appreciate it. The interesting thing about this song and another song that was released in '83, written by Jim Steinman, who originally presented the song to his longtime partner Meatloaf. Meatloaf said, no way, that song sucks. It's not going to put me back on the top of the charts. It doesn't have a song about baseball <laughs> referencing sexual innuendo. <laughs> you know the other song that Jim Simon wrote that that year that, that Meatloaf turned down? The penis softening, uh, <laughs> making love out of nothing at all. Oh, that was their supply, wasn't it? Yes, yes it, was. it was. Jim Steinman wrote that song too, and Meatloaf turned that one down too. Going back to Total Eclipse of the Heart. Which is weird I because that could have ma- ma- uh, worked with Meatloaf. It could be, maybe. <laughs> I think as far as Total Eclipse of the Heart, I think we can all say that Old School really made that song well. Making pie on the banana. Mike's got a point because the, the Dan Band version of that song is hilarious. And you and I saw the Dan Band live. We did. And actually, that was a great show. Yeah. Those guys were awesome. They just put on a great. I mean, even just with all the F bombs. And you know what? They weren't bad. It was just enough. They just would hint at it. But when they do those songs, they were fun. They just yeah. had a good time on that stage. And they would just mess with the crowd. It was a good, it was like an hour and a half, two hour show. It yeah, was a, it was, it was a decent show. little show. It was. I'd see him again. Yeah. I prefer her, um, uh, I Need a Hero. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Holding, I mean, holding, holding out for a hero? 
Yeah, I'm holding out for a hero, yeah. Although I just had I just had an image of Mike in a white cowboy outfit. <laughs> Which one? Him or me? Both of you. I know I could pull it off. <laughs> Sorry, I got a black hat. You have to be on a little pony, though. <laughs> Flanking Bonnie Tyler or she's got like a pack of Luckies rolled up in her sleeve. Can I get a My Little Pony on that one, though? I really like Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cue up your um, your sixth grade jokes for this one. Two weeks at number one. Islands in the Stream by Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers. <laughs> See? And Mike's already thinking of the joke right now. Tender love is blind. It requires a dedication. All this love we feel needs no conversation. We ride it Dolly Parton thing. I don't know. Hey, Dolly Baby, we got a great song about you. No one will ever use it about as a metaphor for your moves. Because <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Rogers like, yeah, I'll bet my roaster franchise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go film Six Pack now. <laughs> you already went out of business? Crap. <laughs> Do you ever eat a Kenny, roast, uh, Kenny Rogers roaster? No, because oh. I don't like salmonella. <laughs> I had a golden opportunity. When I was living in Virginia, I had a golden opportunity to go once, and I didn't take it. You were smart. Apparently so. They seriously need to play that song every time Dolly Parton goes uh, floating in a pool. <laughs> I used to think, too, that Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton were an item. They just looked like they should be together, don't they? Didn't they have, like, like a bunch of songs yeah, together? Yeah, they did a few, yeah. They were, like, the first lady in first, you know, of, like, you know, like, country at the time. Right. You know? mm-hmm. they, were, they were, like, you know, they were the icons of country at the time. All right, so next up, four weeks at number one, Lionel, with All Night Long, Everyone All at Once, All Night. Everybody sing, everybody dance, lose yourself in wild romance, we're going to party, crumble, fiesta, forever, come on and sing along, we're going to party, crumble, fiesta, Come on and sing along All night long All night All night long All night All night All night long 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 All night I just remember this song because, you know, all the street gangs from the Snippets uh, videos kept, came out to dance. I also when the song kick in. All of a sudden you go, let the music play on, play on, play on. It was just always stuck it's right very, uh, My favorite part of it is they're dancing, they're getting down, they're feeling the rhythm. Uh-oh, a police officer's coming. Uh-oh, yeah. He's going to shut it off. No, is it a he or a she? Is it a he? He's going to shut it down, and then he pulls out his billy club. You're sitting here going, oh, good, Lionel's going to get the fucking beating. No, the funny thing was, but you clip over the Lionel, he's like, we're going to 
want to have a party. He's like, going, he's like, come on yes, over. And all of a sudden, he goes into the twirling and yeah. all that he stuff. Does. He okay. uses his Mike, I wish we could have like captured it. your face when you're showing that to Jim. You had like, you had Lionel's face right there. Yeah, I'll take a picture. I'll redo it. Oh. <laughs> we'll put it on the site. <laughs> what the hell is he saying when he's speaking like, what is that? Was it Swahili or whatever? I, 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 it might be. I think so. What are you ah, do you know what that? Oh, yeah, it's Jumbo Jumbo. Yeah. It's Gaelic. Is it? Is it Gaelic? No. <laughs> of course it's not. It's the, it's the language you speak in Star Wars. Hatice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. And then finally, the last song. The last number one song of 1983. Four weeks at number one. Another Michael Jackson tune. This time with Sir Paul. Here we go. Say, say, say. Oh, Michael, we're going to be great friends for the rest of our lives. You'll never try to steal. What? You you all beat me? (laughs) Hit that gargoyle, Yoko? Say, say. I did like the song. I mean, I thought Paul's part of it was great. You know, I just like Paul's voice. And yeah, I have a major. But here's the, here's the thing with that song. First off, I'm wa- I actually watched the video. Yeah, the I think I know where you're going with this. And well, let me go with first off. First off, they're all dressed kind of like you know, look like they're like dressed like almost like Little House on the Prairie. In well, supposed sense. to be. Supposed yeah, to be but then, but, but then part of a medicine show. But then, no, but then later on, magically, when that little bar. They've all of a sudden got like you know nice bright colored like suits like all of a sudden shirts like first off you got Michael Jackson got a bright red shirt with a tie and he and I think he's got the leather pants on in the video I think he magically moved up to the eighties right there and then that's your problem with the video no no I'm getting to it you're gonna know what I'm talking and you know what I'm talking about yeah. it's, it's a long trip around the mic mountain gym no but he's <laughs> sitting there you know, he's talking about he's got he's sitting there with the, you know the red shirt on he's looking at a chick he's kind of he's kind of eyeing her. Which we is we know the is a joke anyway. <laughs> and, and then, of course, we turn the chick, and guess who it is? LaToya. He is hitting on his sister in that because video. Because the director of the video is going, you know what? I don't think the Jackson family is creepy enough. <laughs> so let's just make a I mean, they give each creepy. other new heads for Christmas. I mean, no. at least, I mean, at least Paul had Linda in the video. I mean, she's oh, kind of useless anyway. I, mean, I know, but at least that was normal. But no, he's like, he used to let her croak along and turn her songs. <laughs> Coming up. <laughs> oh, boy. How did a guy who wrote A Day in the hey, Life Jude. come up with that? Uh, I don't know. Or the awful Christmas song. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Well, he was being held hostage. Someone had a gun. <laughs> <They> <laughs> right. Right. Is, that's one of those things. It's one of those songs where as bad as it is, you almost have to hear it just get in that spirit. No, I, you I, don't. I can, I can still no. listen to it and just like. No. I have always thought about changing over to Shintoism every time I hear that song. All right. I'll believe that. What? It's not that bad. Before we get to the next segment, I got I, I gotta. Uh, Jim's got a little segment that he wants to talk about. You want me to do it now? Yeah, please. Well, um, we'd like to talk about something. We're going we're gonna to try to do this once a week. It's going to be called Quick Fast Facts About Michael McDonald. <laughs> because everybody's wondering, you know, you know Michael McDonald, the Doobie Brother. You know him singing in tandem with James Ingram when they did Yamo Wee Bear. But do you know anything about him as a person? I mean, did you know that he was in Steely Dan? That's I a did. That's right. So, What night was that? In Steely Dan. Uh, well, it took place in 1976. Uh, so I'm going to find something here. 
In uh, in December of 2009, Michael McDonald donated his performance to Keep the Beat in Santa Barbara, California, where he played for a maximum capacity crowd of the newly renovated Granada Theater. And that was This Week with Michael <laughs> McDonald. Brought to you by the aforementioned Kenny Rogers Roasters, another guy with a big fucking beard. Jim, by the and way, the Granada Theater was burned down three weeks later. <laughs> can, I make, can I make a recommendation on this? Yes. I think next time you read one, yeah. you've got to read it like Michael McDonald. Michael McDonald donated his performance to keep in the feet. <laughs> keep in the feet. Yeah, yeah. The capacity crowds of the Granada Theater now. What they don't tell you is the capacity <laughs> crowds is 50. <laughs> Here are the world famous sportatorium in Dallas, Texas. He also did a performance with David Crosby. He didn't even know it was going to play like 77 to 75, 79. He didn't even know what happened. He blacked out. <laughs> he probably wished he blacked out after that. Come on, come on David, let's say it. What are you? I found a video and I sent it to these guys. Uh, there's an old SCTV skit of Rick Moranis portraying Michael McDonald. And you see him like running in because he's doing background vocals for uh, Christopher Cross's Ride Like the Wind. And of course, he seemed like running into the studio, putting his hands up, just singing, Such a long way to go! Goes out and starts to talk to the guys. When that part comes in, he has to run back, sing that part each time. And then, of course, at the end of the song, like, Alright, Mike, we'll see you next week. He goes, Okay, see ya! And he runs off. Um, now, actually, Mike, your, your co worker in landing said that uh, Michael McDonald single handedly destroyed the Doobie Brothers. I thought it, I thought that loads and loads of marijuana did that. Well, right? that too. Let's but let's not split hairs right now, kind <laughs> sir. All right, let's move on to some of our notable singles. These are just songs that didn't really hit the top of the charts, but are songs we're going to talk about. So, uh, Mike, do you have the list in front of you? I got a big list in front of me. Hold on, you want the actual other list? Uh, yeah, hit the hit the list. I I sent you. Hold on, another. Okay. Q and another. We've got Do You Really Want to Hurt Me by Culture Club. That peaked at number two. There was actually a lot. You know what's funny? I was looking at a list I had. There's a lot of Culture Club hits. And the answer is yes. Yes, I do. You know what the sick thing is? Is that this isn't a bad album at all. No. This is actually a really good album. And you know what song is actually a better song than this? Time. Time. Yeah. That's probably my, actually, I gotta say, out of all the Culture Club, that's probably my favorite Culture Club song. I I, I thought you were going to say Karma Chameleon. Uh, it's like they're big hits. I'm like, yeah, whatever. My favorite but like they're minor is, hits. Or like, my favorite song is his uh, painful reminiscing about the gay his his gay relationship with the drummer. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all. Oh, so hi, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael. I love you. What else we got? We got uh, Dear Commissar. From not the Falco version, yeah. mind you. The After the Fire version. That hit number five. Which I think is really the weaker This song, oh God. Yeah, I, mean, I listen to this song pretty much because every once in a while you have to have that, that mea culpa moment where, and I don't have a belt with spikes on it where I can just jag it into my back several <laughs> times. I need to listen to After the Fire's Dirk Commissar. They didn't even bother to try to get this to translate in a way that would not, you know, that would rhyme. Nah. Don't turn around. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Did you know Mandy Patinkin's in that video? Is he? Mandy yeah. Patinkin is in that video. Really? It yeah. is. I know he's, he was a really accomplished uh, he was a stage, big stage yeah. guy. He's yeah. awesome in Homeland. Yeah. Um, but there's another song, too. And, Mike, I think we need to talk about this a little bit. The next song on that list, 99 Luft Balloons by Nana. Thank you for not using 99 Bread Balloons. Well, here's the thing, okay? Mike and I, a few years ago, theorized a... Um, just a hypothesis, if you will. Yes. A theory, a rule called the 99 Luft Balloons Rule. Yes. I think this we, we described that with, I think, uh, many German songs. Is an, any any single that is released in its native German 
is a thousand times better than the American translation that follows it afterwards. I remember we talked about this, and I think we used Rammstein as another example. Du Hast. Du Hast was translated into English. It was god off. Du, du Hast in German is angry and hateful and just, Du, du Hast, Du Hast, me. And I'm like, yes, yes, I don't. you translate that in English, it sounds like a weird You, hilarity. you hate, you hate me. Okay, Euro trash, get out of here. But when you look at 99 Luft Balloons and, um... I remember actually someone arguing with this. I remember one time I was on a, in a car and yeah. I, I balloons came on. Oh, I love this song. I'm saying, this song sucks. Like, this is a great song. I said, no, 99 Wolf Balloons is a good song. 99 Red Balloons. But I don't... And he actually said, but I don't understand that one. There was a... Said, if that's your reason for hating it, come on. Again, it's just like, it's because just the like that. It doesn't, the thing is, it doesn't fit... As a music teacher, it doesn't fit the rhythm. Right. Well, again, it's, it's a direct translation of it. Right. It's like watching Japanese translated movies into English. Those are fun. That, that's why... Um, when you watch any Bruce Lee film, it's just cool. Hey, and here's the beauty, too, and we all learn this. As Jim, Jim, Jim and I were in sixth grade at the time, we all learned Captain Kirk does not translate out of German. He's from Nietzsche, Captain Kirk. <laughs> That's uh, why. That's why Rock Me Amadeus was never translated. That's. Oh, can I, say I can't wait for eighty six to talk about. Found yeah. Something kind of funny about ninety nine Love Balloon. Yeah. It's on YouTube. It's the story of Beowulf put to ninety nine Love Balloons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not the whole. Oh. It's not the whole poem, but it's like it encapsulates yeah. the important parts. Oh. Here comes Grendel ripping arms. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. Oh, did, you, did you guys see the community episode a few weeks ago where they were having the war with the Germans? Part it's like, it just seems like all oh, the makings of a ruse. You get German chocolate cake, beer, Luft balloons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, it was actually uh, your, your comment makes me remember, um, reminds me of a Simpsons episode where they, um, they go down to, what is it, like Russia town? And they're playing a peaceful game of chess, but they're speaking in Russian, so it sounds like they're really angry and pissed off. <laughs> that was a great game! Let's play again! <laughs> we come from the land of chocolate, Papa. <laughs> chocolate. All right, Mike, speaking of The Simpsons, you need to follow me up on this one, okay, with The Simpsons quote, all right? So, uh, the next song, uh, which peaked at number three, was a safety dance by Men Without Hats. <laughs> What was the quote? Oh my god, Mike. Otherwise known as men without jobs. I don't remember that episode. You don't remember that? It's from The Simpsons. I know, but I don't remember that episode. uh, I think we need a cricket sound for that one. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Now, do you like the long version? (coughs) That one that goes... I love... You know what? This... I love this song. It's so much fun. It's oh. so stupid. Any version of this song I love. It I also had one of the uh, one of the little people from Time Bandits. That's huh? true. But he was going to turn into the pig. But I can't remember though. And Jim asked this question last year. Was that Ninja part of the band, or was he just? Uh, I think he was just part of the show. I think he just. He was in all the videos. He just wandered into shot, and they just kept it. He was also the tail for uh, Jabba the Hutt. Oh, was, was that a guy? Remember when they showed him, if I want to make him happy, I do this with his tail. If I want to make you. him angry, I curl it like this. I remember you sitting there and it was him doing that. Yeah, it was fine. Good times. I think, well, I think you brought wow. that, that story back in like episode one again. Maybe. Yeah. Was the Flaxen Blonde in the in the band at all? I can't tell. I don't even know if the guy who sang the song was really in the band. Yeah. <laughs> The, the poor guy looked like he just passed a stone. Yeah. We can dance if we want to. If you can look at my face, I really don't. 
What else we got? We got uh, Mr. Roboto by Styx. Oh, Tom man. Do we have to? Um, wow. We can just mention Tommy it. Shaw wanted to stick a shiv in Dennis DeYoung's back after coming out with his... Death well, it's kind of funny. You always know that when you listen to Styx, you always know you have the Tommy Shaw songs and then the Dennis DeYoung songs. Yes. Dennis the DeYoung songs, songs are Tommy Shaw songs. The Dennis DeYoung songs have to go on for like nine minutes and go into a whole like theatrical number where Tommy Shaw just goes on, let's just play and get it over with. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's pretty ass. much it. This was a Dennis, this was definitely the Dennis the Young. Do you, do you ever see like I think it might have been either where they are now or behind the music about sticks on VH1? And Dennis the Young is such an egomaniac. He like shoehorned himself into his son's garage band because like, the lead singer. It's like times are tough for Dennis. <laughs> He's in going there on Desert Moon. <laughs> He's just sitting there singing Desert Moon constantly. That's a great video, isn't it? Hey, no. let's play Two Hand Touch with the guy with the Jufro. God, there's lots of those in rock. Yeah, there is. Jim, the eighties were strife with Jufro. I gotta throws. ask, what connection does um, Killjoy? Uh, what? Kill- oh, Kilroy. Kilroy. What does he have to do anything with J- Japanese? Nothing. It was this. This. The whole Kilroy was here was a concept album that Dennis DeYoung. Have we talked about cocaine in this? Episode? Uh, we uh, we did. I just said marrow of cocaine. Yeah. Okay. But now you can use it in context, though. He probably did cocaine, and that's why the use of okay. Kilroy was. Yeah. It was it was just this thing that Dennis DeYoung figured. Okay, well, I'm the cat. I I, I wrote and sang Lady, so uh, or Babe rather. So we're gonna we're gonna do things my way from now on. Kilroy Here's Kilroy was here. Kilroy was a World War One reference. They went on tour with a stage show mm-hmm. for Kilroy was here, and it destroyed the band, and then brought us Desert Moon. So. <laughs> Someone has to pay for that. I, I don't know who. You know, the sick thing is, because they came out around the same time, I almost want to blame Kilroy is here for that terrible Steve Perry album with uh, Oh Sherry. I don't know why. I just feel like I need to blame Kilroy. I enjoy that, that too. song. I like... Uh, can you name another song on that? Cool Hell no. Uh, anything else? A lot of people I know thought that was a Journey song, though. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's true. Cool Shark wasn't a bad song. It was, it was, it's got that, that the smooth, other song? It's got that smooth Steve Perry ballad sound. And that's what Steve Perry is good at when he really can. He's, he's got the pipes for it. You know he's Portuguese. I do know. I, I believe that most of the Portuguese hoodlums in my in our in our school reminded us of that on a daily basis. Steve Perry's my cousin. <laughs> so right. is everyone else in the school. You want to take the next one? Little Red Corvette by Prince. Oh, wait, hey. you didn't put Delirious by Prince. I, I'm just doing <laughs> that. I, <laughs> I love this song. Oh my god! I just heard this the other day, and I'm like, "This is just a great song." Prince is so underrated. He is. <laughs> no, I'm joking. He gets more cred than anybody I know. This bores me. We're playing we're playing schemes of versus lapses. I like like Ch- Charlie Murphy. He's like, "You don't think he made me challenge him? Challenge him? Then after that, he made us pancakes." <laughs> Why don't you go purify yourselves in the water? What of Lake Minnetonka? <laughs> Bitches. <laughs> See, you know what? And again, I say this every ep- every time we talk about '80s music. The Doctor Fink look never caught on, and no. it should have. That's a damn crime. Doctor Fink. Doctor Fink. Can you imagine what? Well, we really need to come up with a costume concept. I know. We'll put this guy with a Jufro yep. in the- scrubs. <laughs> he's the sole white dude in the band. General Hospital's popular these days. Again, he's a lot. He ran with that fucking thing forever, though. And there was like that other guy, the guitarist with the Japanese headband. Oh, was the other guy that kind of looked like you know it could have been like you know Prince's like doppelganger. Oh yeah, he, he, had he, also, he also had the cravat. He also had a yeah. little muscle, a little stash. Was, was he been Army of Lovers? You know, right. was he was he playing in the was he playing in the bass or the drums? Was he part of the rhythm section? I want to say he was part of the rhythm section. I think he was on the. I think he might have been on the bells. All right, 
At least for when, you know, the doves fucking cry. There is no bass in, in the doves cry. No, no, bells. No. There are no bells or, in the cry. Or whatever the electronic drums were or something. 1999? So. You want to take this one, Mike? Ah, uh, Separate Ways, Worlds Apart by Journey. Everyone forgets the subtitle, don't they? No, no, funny thing is, how many times have we talked about this? It's I don't know how many times they actually talk though. about Separate it's Ways. It's a great song. The video's just gone Oh awful. my god. It's one of the worst videos ever created. Even Beavis and Butthead ran to like, boy, it's really horrible. It's like, they're like, this guy sucks. All of a sudden, accused Neil Sean, and then this guy. I don't but, know. I think I think Gloria by uh, by Laura Laura Branigan is worst video. Could be. Again, it could be. But you know what? They were dumping all their they were dumping all that precious journey money into the video for Chain Reaction. They had a black and white set, mm-hmm. and they put they were squeeze Neil Schoen into a tux. Well, funny thing is, they ran out of money. We did separate ways. They had no instruments. They're all playing air guitar. That's air right. Keyboards. Except for Jonathan Kane, who did get one mounted onto the side of a warehouse. Right. Wow. Have you guys heard about that movie that's out? The Don't Stop Believing: Every Man's Journey. Yes, and every 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 review I've heard of it has been like, "Do you realize that Journey is just really just kind of a cover band now? <laughs> they're they're covering Journey songs, but they sound like a cover band." Well, but the creepy bass is still there. Oh, Ross Valerie, it better be there. I actually went to go see them with my wife, and I sent in a text saying, "You're not going to believe this, but the Crouton Face bass is still with us." <laughs> I'm very happy about that. He, I mean, I mean, I won't lie. It looked like he squeezed a stinky twinkie into his jeans. That I think he's got the same. I think he's using the skin, same skin toner as like Ace Freely because oh, Ace Freely was like body too. Brian Adams, he is. Oh. All right, next up, number three. This one peaked at Stray Cats Strut by the Stray Cats. That's it. Was, was this any other? Did they have any other song? They had uh, Rock This Town. Can I just yeah. say something quick? This might be. 1983 might have the biggest collaboration of hits. You know what? You may be right. You may be right. Look how much stuff there is. And these are all, I mean, everything in here is a top 10 hit. Or at least, at the very least, a top 15 hit. Absolutely. Seriously, I would like to at some point try to quantify this, but I. Look at all of this. Yeah, seriously. It's a, it's a great list. I mean, the lowest we went on any of these was actually Chris's pick here with number 34, Donald, uh, Donald Fagan's New Frontier. Everything else is, is you know, top 15 or higher. Well, Goody Two Shoes only got the 12. Yep. That's... <laughs> I enjoy that song. Oh, I do too. I love Adam Man. Mm. You want to skip over the, the next one and talk about uh, a little bit of uh, well, Adam Man's Goody Two Shoes? We'll get to it. We'll get. Okay. To, I'll, I'll pull you oh, back. Oh yeah, we gotta talk about the next one. Oh yeah, but Goody Two Shoes is a fine song, even yeah. though "Desperate but Not Serious" greatest Adam Man song ever. Of course it does. Because it's so ridiculous. It, it has the descending trumpets in it. Strip. Strip's not a bad song. I I, I don't know. It's like after Goody Two Shoes, everything just kind of fell. I mean, everything just kind of fell by the wayside for Mister Adam Man. Yeah. Were they Adam? Was he Adam Ant or Adam and the Ants? They, they, they were both. They he, start, he started as Adam and the Ants, yeah. yeah. And then they're like, well, you're the best-looking person here, which is saying nothing at all. Sir, in a, few, in, in a couple decades prior, there's going to be a band I'll call Maroon 5. We don't let any of them show their faces except the good-looking Adam Levine. Lead singer. Yeah, exactly. So, they may as well be Maroon Adam Levine. Pretty much. And after Adam and they became up and at them. <laughs> but not them. <laughs> Oh, I do. I you know this is a fine song. It's never been my favorite single of his, but 
Just oh, remind me. He got a lot of good. He's got like ten songs. This is like one of the first concerts we ever saw on MTV. Was was Adam Ant? I know. Remember we wait up until like three long. in the morning. Yeah, that was that was worth our time. All right, we got we got to slide back to this one. Number three, this one peaked at "Sexual Healing" by Marvin Gaye. Oh, oh, that's oh. this, oh my God. he's so smooth. That's me <laughs> left tonight. Well, not when he got shot in the face. He well, yeah, no, that's. Um, but of course, Andy, I think so you and I can both mention this because we've got two hundred and forty dollars worth of pudding. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I got that say, made that made. Oh my skin. God, yeah. Sec- I, what a call. Ben Harper does such a good cover of that song. I've heard that. I like his cover. It's really good. What if um? Wake up, wake up, wake up. What's his, what's the name from Beatles to his cover? Fred Schneider. Fred Schneider. That's makes wake, wake up, wake up, wake up. First of all, he'd be singing to a dude. <laughs> Thus you do it right. <laughs> Sexual healing is something that's good for me. Baby. You know, I think we should just have, you know what? This morning. Maybe we need to have a... And French um, Schneider was horny. I think we should have a time with what French Schneider was doing, too. I think we need to throw another... Oh, one. God. Let's tell you what. We'll be French Schneider. We'll pick, pick a musician each week. No, no, no. That segment we... Who did what French Schneider doing? Oh, at times. No. Jeff Downs. Hello, everyone. I look like a cigarette with eyes. <laughs> we should do an episode where we each do a, do a different voice. Oh, that's time Mike and I saw Asia at that bookstore, oh. which is kind of a set. It I, was sad. I, I, thought, I could agree with I you. just went just to see Mike's look on his face. Yeah. I thought he was going to make tinkles in his pants. <laughs> Honestly, you know what, Jim? I'm going to agree with you that it was sad. But the funny thing is, a year later, they actually the original members all got back together in Boston. Oh, no. Fancy that. We have no jobs and money. <laughs> they actually were good. They weren't half bad. Well, I saw, I, Steve Howe looks like pretty much like a skeleton. Palladia, well, heroin. No, because well, if, yeah. you look at it, because if you look at John Wett and John Wett ate part of Steve Howe. Uh, yeah. I saw it on Palladia. They had like some London, right? All these bands in Asia was there. I think what John Wett needs to do is basically just transfer his fat over to Steve Howe, and he's going to look fine. Well, they just changed the lyrics of the song of "Don't Cry" to "Don't Cry Now That I Ate You," <laughs> which was also in 1983, by the way. I know. That's I was true. To, I was trying to see that. Well, you segue in nicely. Nice. All right, next up on this list. Electric Avenue by Eddie Grant. This one hit oh. number two. I used to think in Jamaica there was a street of lights and electricity, and then I just found out it's just about him smoking hooch. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's pretty much every song on here. Speaking of which, Mike, do you want to bring up the other hooch song of 83? Past Ducci. It was not. They swear up and down. It's I mean, about a cooking pot. I believed them just because they're part of the. Is that saying Sunday Bloody Sunday wasn't a rebel song either? This song is not a rebel song. This song is not a That's still not an explanation. All, <laughs> I think, all I can think of is on Passaducci. That like that when that song's like the wedding singer, the movie, and of course you know the, like one of Adam Sandler's friends is like in the movie. Like you get all he says, he was like going Passaducci on the I kept singing in his head. Oh God, it's a classic tune. Though. Yeah, Electric Avenue though. Can anyone? I mean, I, I can sadly name other. Eddie Grant songs, they all sound like Electric Avenue. I can't name this any other Eddie Grant songs. This guy had no, I no versus. Um, let's just say it's by the poor man's Bob Marley. Oh, you think? Oh, I mean, yeah. no, he's the bag cereal of <laughs> Bob, <laughs> Bob Marley. When he, had, when he actually had his hit Thank you, from, callback. Just remember nice. his other hit, Romancing the Stone, from the movie. Romancing the Stone. Which actually, you know what, is actually not a hat. It's a, better, it's a much better song than Electric Avenue. But, but when you listen to these songs, he's just pretty much shouting into the mic. I don't know if it's just because of his lack of English um, skills or... I'm Romancing the Stone! <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, you it means he's masturbating with a hard rock. It's, <laughs> it's tough out there in the jungles of uh, so, Jamaica. I guess so. 
Hey, drove, he's romancing the stone. He's nursing that crack pipe. Next. Mike, you want to take this one? That's true. That was in, that was 86, Mike. Uh, if you watch New Jack City, yeah. they'll explain to you that Wesley Snipes invented crack. <laughs> he also invented that, like, that, like flat top, like, mohawk. Yeah, the New Jack Fade. Huh. Yeah. Uh, we have She Works no Hard for the Money by Donna Summer. I like this song. I mean, it was a great song. No, it's not nearly as good as any of her seventies stuff. I love how like everybody like in the like you know in the, like the, the the sewing sweatshop are all sewing like in unison. Like, oh yeah, heads going back, heads going forward, heads going back, heads going forward, and then she just kind of falls. Asleep. There's like this weird dance in the video too, where like all the women like put their hand, their arms like they do like the little chicken dance, but for some reason it just like flexes their boobs out. I, I don't know why. And they're all, like, like, how, and they're all like housewife type like outfits. Yeah. It's not like, we're not talking like hot like chicks like dressed like, you know. No, no, they were, they they were like seamstresses like, and waitresses stuff. and whatever the other job that... Construction workers. Construction workers. Look at the video. Said, "I want to get down and dirty to the dirty." Streets. I think what it is is I, I think, think, they, just, I think they just raided. I think they just raided the village people's wardrobe and just put them on the women and just sent them out in the street. And I believe it was immediately after the song came out that she sold hot stuff for a uh, for a Chef Boyardee ad. So, yeah. I always thought that this was a, like the anthem for prostitutes everywhere. It very well could be. They work hard for the money. So you better treat her right. You better treat her right. Mm-hmm. Not on the right. face. <laughs> Saying that to the pimps. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one. Rock the Casbah by The Clash. Oh, good song. Their only U.S. hit. That's Hit at number eight. Train in Vain was a Train Vain wasn't the hit. Okay, yeah. So All right. All right. I, almost, I find there's like there's two types of hits for Clash. There are the American hits, and then there are the... Uh, the other hits, hit, the British the hits, hit, yeah. Which, honestly, i got to say, if I had to pick, I like the British hits. I'm just... You know what the thing more. is? And I, I, I shame... This should, this should surprise you, because, I mean, I thought you liked the British hits more. I, it, I, I shame myself as, as a fan of punk rock music. I'm not the biggest Clash fan in the world. I'm just not a big fan. I mean, I will... You don't like the clamp down or... Said, you know, it's, it's yeah, fine. I don't... I know, I'm not like, you know, Clash suck. I, I'm not like that at all. Just, just, I just, just, I, it does it just doesn't appeal to me the same way. And it, American not British, you know that. I understand that, but oh. uh, like American punk, it just to me it spoke to me more. Jim and I just gave each other a baffled look right hmm. now. For yeah, us, no, just in case. I know. Remember, you mean like the Ramones? What is up? Is yeah, what yeah, like the Ramones, like the Bad Religion. Over, I would take the Clash over the Ramones any day of the week. I always thought sometimes a lot of the Ramones songs all sounded the same. If you listen to them very closely, they're three, four. Not that they're bad songs, but they just a lot of them are very similar. But I was also in a Husker Du too, and that's yeah. They gave themselves a very curious look. I just found a really big potato chip, so I was overjoyed. Oh, but that potato chip does look like Johnny Ramone. He just ate it. There you go. We could have sold it. Oh well. I think it was remember that movie like was it Rock and Roll High School? The Ramones are in, and like in the right the wrong joke. No, no, no! You can't eat anything. You just have to eat green the whole time for Joe. Oh, they're giving him oats because he, he looks so like you know frail and like pale. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know why? Because he had lymphoma, you jerk. <laughs> I thought I did drugs. Actually, I, I think Dee Dee was like the only serious like drug addict in the entire. I just got a good nod. That's a lie. <laughs> they were look at them all. No, they were drug addicts to the to the to the very end. I don't know how Joey could have been. He had like, like zero jaw. A, a British punk band that was into drugs? No, no way. Oh, the, the Ramones are from New York. Oh, I thought you were talking. Have you ever listened to them talk? No, I was, I was, well, talking, well, I was thinking about the Clash. Unless a voodoo witch doctor has danced over most of their graves, you've only heard one of them speak. Of course, he probably goes on tour. <laughs> That's true. As the, the Ramones and, and the rest of the Ramones, and it's a bunch of good-looking guys with wigs. Ah, uh, all right. So, Mike, you want to take the next one? Yes. 
Oh, I'm I, sorry. I the last one. Yeah, you can take the next couple. Who's, Go ahead. who's taking this one? No, you d- okay. you dig this one, then Jim can take the rest. She blinded me with science by Thomas Dolby. I keep failing at turning the word science into a, like an exclamation. She blinded me with science. science! Not my favorite science. Hey, I, ju- I just made you a cheeseburger. Science. <laughs> I'm surprised how your how I met your mother hasn't tried to u- usurp that one yet. Yeah, I mean Big Bang Theory with science. No, oh. no, just that, like it was a Barneyism. Oh, that's true. That that would <laughs> no, 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 that would be no, a Ted, that would be a Ted thing. That's yeah. Anyway, um, I like this song. It's got a yeah. Night. I mean, the, the underbeat of the song is really kind of cool. I I just find this to be one of the quirkier songs. Actually, um, I'm going to guess that Hyperactive is your is, is no, a I'm more. Going, I'm going with another one. Are you going with Europa and the Pirate Twins? I am going with Europa and the oh Pirate my Twins. goodness! That's actually my favorite. That's my favorite song. That's a good song. song. That's a great song. That's a really like good that, song. Like that old electronic <laughs> sound. I love that part. He, he invented that song. That, See, that noise. That. Yeah. What is it called? Europa and the Pirate, Pirate Twins. Twins. We'll be the Pirate Twins again. Europa. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere John Lennon wrote Let It Be and then Thomas Dolby was inspired and wrote that piece of crap. <laughs> and I've never heard it and I know it's garbage. Yeah. To listen to it. Nope. You're going to like it. Nope. Yep. You want to let Jim take the next one? Science! Oh, oh yes. Um, well, interestingly enough, this group was, I, I think they came to town fairly recently. Really? Yes, it's the Tubes. Uh, Ooh. I'll talk to you later. Is it I'll talk no, to you later? No, she's a beauty. She's a beauty, yeah. The lead singer's name was Fee. Fee Waybill. Fee Waybill. Yes, they came to town. Really? I didn't yes. know that. I missed and it. It was not well. I mean, I think the deal was they had to clean the stage and then they oh. were able to play for their seven fans. Hey, you remember this song? It's your only song. They had two. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. They'll talk to you later, and she's a beauty. You remember the video? Yeah, it was, it was a carnival. Yeah. And the, and like the women would would sit the guys in the. And then he came out old. I never really got that. Well, it's because the ladies were so attractive yeah. that they sucked the life out of him. <laughs> there's some sexual innuendo there. Just a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Now, there's one other song that I think I... I don't know if you have it on your list. I got mm-hmm. a ton of stuff. This is like everything. Right, right. But I, I sent you one last song on... I, I don't know if I sent it to I you. I sent it to me. Um... Is there something I should know by Duran oh, yeah, Duran? We, we did talk about that. Yeah. Please, um, please this was like their big single of, of 83 because yeah. Rio had pretty much run its course. This is pretty much they re released their debut album because now they were huge stars. And they threw this song on. They're like, well, you know, it's a B side. You know, we can make money off of it. Which album was the song again? Duran Duran. This is the re release of Duran Duran. Right. They re released their own. They re-released their first, actually, Capitol Records. It was probably like, hey, boys, guess what? Do you like sacks of money? We do like sacks of money. Oh, you don't. Shut up, Roger. You're ruining it for all of us. Actually, no, there should be it with a pound sign on it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Detroit pound. But, um, actually, this is a fine, fine song. They had great songs. hits. They really did. And, you know, interestingly that now that, that Jim's wife, Rebecca, has sat in on this, she sent me an article about this bar argument about um, who was better in the 80s, uh, Hall & Oates or Duran Duran. And the, I believe the term was hipster douche. I don't remember if the word douche was used, but I'll just use it anyway because I can't not say the word hipster without the word douche following right after it. That, yeah, well, they had the reflex. That was an okay song. And tons of hits. That wasn't even their biggest, that wasn't even their best single. Hey Jim, I think I just I came up with my fancy football team name, Hipster Douche. Hipster Douche? There you go. Whatever floats your boat. 
How about Douche Hipster? There you go. There you go. Um, I don't know. In the 80s, Duran Duran or, or Hall & Oates? I bet you Hall & Oates had more hits. I bet you they did. Ooh, that's a good, that's a you good know question. Is, I think was, if Duran Duran wasn't having a hit, Hall & Oates did. It was almost like, I think True. It's, it's, really, it's really kind of the cold. And, they, but, and you know the thing is, though, they, you, what are you in the mood for? What's on sale? They both week? cooled down at the exact same time. Yeah. Like, right around 84, 85, they both yeah. started to cool down, because nobody can name any of those late, late which, 80s Hall yeah, & Oates songs. Most importantly, though, which, Method of Modern Love was a timeless classic. Yeah, but that was, that was early that, 80s. That was, well, yeah, but that was off their Out of Touch album. No, yeah, that was, that was 84. That was more 85. You know what thing is, though? I, later. And this is the most important aspect of it. Hall & Oates are the better-looking bassist. They did. Ooh. They did. My wife's like, oh my god. Yeah, she just walked out. The stick. <laughs> T Bone Jones or whatever. This is we don't even a gawky bassist. Is that a crossfire? T Bone or John Taylor? Yeah, but neither one of them holds a candle to Zach Efron. As for you, John. Oh, yeah, there I, we go. I, we got I, it I in there. No way of weaving him in. There you we, go, Jim. We got, got it you. in there. What year was Zach Efron born? <laughs> After the after these guys, IMDb that shit. <laughs> yeah, let's find out right now. Do some more stuff. I will get back to you. All right, um, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're gonna get to Mike's little segment here of the '83 show. Well, Mike's obscure singles of '83. Well, we know that you guys all know me well enough that I like to find those obscure hits. I'm talking the ones that you might have heard once in your life, and, I'm, and maybe not. You never heard it all. I've probably like, never heard them at all. Maybe I'm gonna go look it up. So I got a few things. I got a ton of things. So we're not gonna go through all of them. Thanks. But um, oh yeah, you're welcome, there, Jim. Uh, we had oh, all right, but Christopher Cross is on here. Oh, you've heard that a lot. Yeah, but that's a good song though. No, no, it's not. <laughs> um, what do we got here? We also got oh, oh by the way, Mike, interrupt. Eighty-seven. Zach Efron was born, Jim. Yes, I saw that. Right. Back on the Chain Gang by the Pretenders. That's a good song. That's a, that's um, a good song. I like that song. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Bark at the Moon by Ozzy Osbourne. Another great tune. Fabulous guitar riff. Yeah, fabulous guitar riff. Mm. Uh, oh, earlier stuff was better. Big Log Big by, by Robert Plant. <laughs> What's that about, I wonder? Here I'm sitting on the toilet. <laughs> that, seriously, that's what every time I hear this song. 1983. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. She's good. Did you have it signed by Armour Halim? I wish. I think we got to put that picture on the, the website. Wow, Pyromania. My, my wife gave us Pyromania. Wow. I have this on vinyl too, actually. Through Columbia no House. Can see it. Yep. Through Columbia. Look at, oh man. Joe Elliott had the most fantastic, like, lung in, in his eyes, Jufro. <laughs> hey. Prior to getting, like, the old man grace. You know what we should do? If we can find hysteria, we should count the total arms <laughs> and see which album wins. You know, I think that's hanging up over in, uh, at uh, TJ Friday's, I think too. it's hanging yeah. up in wow. Wex Rex, that dirty hippie shop in Hudson. Oh, so yeah, we got Blister and Sun by the Violent Fence. All right. Yeah, we which, talked I about, which I think we talked about earlier, which I find that every time I hear that song, it's one of those songs where I think it's like, you find like every teen independent film of like now. Yeah. Like, it was the year of 1987. They just show like something, it's like something like, it looks like it should be out of... Uh, Oh, what was the movie about? Like something out of like Juno or something like that. It should like it should be like the trailer for Juno. The, the thing is though is that like a lot like I remember I was like a junior in high school when we kind of discovered air quotes that album. Yeah. Oh man, everybody from my generation has turned on that album something 
fierce. Well, there was a lot of people. I remember a lot of guys in my grades worshipped the Violent Femmes for that one for that album one song. No, there were three. There were like three songs on the album that people actually loved. It was uh, that one, Blister in the Sun. Blister Please the Sun. don't go. Gone Daddy Gone. Gone, gone Daddy Gone. And then that was it. Gone Daddy Nothing wasn't else. a bad song. I, I right? swear, every, I like that one. every time I hear Blister in the Sun, I'm thinking it's like one of those pr- protest songs from the '60s. I just could very John, well I'm have just been. Wait for John Cusack to come around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> right, we, got few, right, we got a good list here. So I got Burned Down the House by the Talking Heads. Great oh, song. Good song. Oh, Candy Girl by New Edition. Oh, God. Um, what wow. else we got? Oh, here we go. For you, Andy. Yep. Uh, we got Chance by Big Country. That's a decent song. That's a decent song. China by the Red Rockers. I love that. You know what? I actually searched high and low, and I found that album like on a cassette at Strawberries. Back, I got this one. In 1990. Club, Club Tropicana by Wham. 1983. Where did you find that? It's a whole list of 1983 songs. <laughs> I've never I don't think heard. That was ever played on the radio? Yeah, that, that's back when they when they, their original title were those street toughs. Wham. Yeah, what else we got here? Uh, oh, the cutter by Echo and the Bunny Man. That was a decent All right. Tune. What was it? What was the single on that one, Mike? Oh, I don't remember. Right. Susie and the Banshees, horrendous ripoff of the Beatles' Dear Prudence. Dear Prudence. Actually, a decent cover. Oh, Suixi should have been thrown off a cliff for doing that. <laughs> oh, Dirty Laundry. Then again, by, she's uh, a zombie. She just yeah. put her neck back in place. Was I thought that was '82. Uh, I I'm, I'm almost 100% positive. It says 83. But it says 83, could, but... Oh, here we go. You're Wikipedia ready? wouldn't lie to us, this would they? This one's going to top the list, okay? This is a timeless classic, okay? This is the theme by Devo to Dr. Detroit. Oh, God. You call the doctor. That's it. What else? Oop. And, of course, my personal favorite, Don't Cry by Asia. That movie's about cocaine. Ooh, here's another one. Don't put another dime in the jukebox. Oh, by the Flirts! That was a great yeah. song. I remember don't want to hear that song no more. That I remember that when the Valley Girl soundtrack was released, after finally clearing like every last licensing hurdle in 1993, I'm like, well, I'd be a fool not to buy this now. The Flirts <laughs> are on it. We got Ebony Eyes, Rick James featuring Smokey Johnson, Robinson. Excuse me, moving the wrong list here. And uh, what else we got? We got some good stuff in here. Eyes that seen the dark by Kenny Rogers. Faithfully, I call that everybody's prom song. Deep feeling, fascination. Another big country song, Few Fields of Fire. Yep. A decent song. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Jim, see if you see any. You see any. Ooh, Gold by Spando Ballad. Oh. Better actually, than True. I think it's a better song than True. Do you like any of the hits yeah, more than the other songs? Or is it me? Heart and Soul by Huey Lewis in the News. Oh, oh good God. song. How about uh, Tina Turner's cover of Help? No. I just have a vision of this video of her screaming help and Ike's running <laughs> with a belt in his hands running out in his Ooh, boxer shorts here's one Holiday Road by Lindsey Buckingham Jesus there we go that's a good one. Oh, The Human Touch by Rick Springfield hey oh, there you yeah. go oh, yeah, well, I'm telling you don't make fun of that bill will come right through the window <laughs> no, no, I, I love that song video's not through that great this but... one I love it. God. Oh, Ran- oh God. I heard that the other day. On, on It was actually on um, 80s on 8 on Sirius. Hey, everybody. What a fucking awful <laughs> song that is. Turn up the beat. What, baby, music shop. He has some really interesting stuff. Hey, everybody. I wrote a song about toilet paper. It's called Wipe Me Up, Wipe Me Down. Another madness tune. It Must Be Love. Oh, I actually like that song. Um, Man at Work, It's a Mistake. That's another good piece. That's a decent song. That was played a lot, though. Um, That was a big MTV song because it had a high-concept video. Ooh. um, I see Barbara Powers when we mentioned this one. Jeopardy by the Greg Kin Band. Wait a minute. Oh. That's actually a decent song. song. Oh, here's a really nice... This is a beautiful song. Actually, it'd be a beautiful prom song. It's called Johnny, Are You Queered? 
Queer. Oh, by Josie. Cotton. I know that yeah. song. Yeah. Also, Louis yeah. Valley Girl. And actually, uh, the Go Go's have a cover of that song too. Oh, the King of Pain came out in 1983. Yeah, right, synchronicity. Uh, I gotta say, I, the Bride by Elton John. God, I gotta say, I prefer I Lost in oh. Jeopardy over Jeopardy. You're a Weird Al fan, of course. I know. <laughs> I got this one. This is actually this is uh, actually I like this Jackson Brown's uh, Lawyers in Love. You know I what? Like I heard that song. I hadn't heard that song in like almost 30 years. I heard it. On actually again, it might have been on eighties on eight. Your on mom like was like a love. Jackson Brown. She liked Jackson. My Brown mother loved Jackson Brown. I think we actually had the, L, the like the, the vinyl LP from Columbia House. Oddly enough, part of the divorce about, settlement. Oddly enough, the, that song is about lawyers in love. Jackson Brown needed lawyers after he beat the crap. How about a Daryl Anna? Well, Luckily, Kung Fu JFK Jr. came and stayed. <laughs> we got Leave It by Yes. Remember that upside down video they did the whole time and their heads would turn and all that shit? And yeah. There was, like five, there was like 12 different versions of that song, too. Or something yeah. Like ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, wait, wait, Jim's got one. I got one. Oh. Down a little bit, though. After Kiss took off their makeup and Ace Freely said, You know what? I'm not attractive. I think I need to leave this band now. Lick it, Lick, up. It up Lick it up. Lick it up. Vinny Vincent, who is actually uglier <laughs> than, than Ace Freely. No. Which is pretty funny. Yes. Uh, Looks That Kill by Motley Crue. Ooh, that's a good song. Love is a Battlefield by Pat Benatar. All right, you know, here's the sick thing about the the Love is a Battlefield song. Thanks to the video, to this day, when I hear her do the first We Are Young, I immediately expect to hear, You leave this house now! Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What else we got? We got a... It's like they didn't know how to, like, you know, balance the sound out of the video and just play the song. We have uh, Love My Way by the Psychedelic First. That's a good you know song. About, uh, like, they always had, like, when they said love, it was always like, love. Love. <laughs> yeah. uh, what else we love got? Um, my way. Major Tom Coming Home by Peter Schilling. That's that a good is, song. No, it is. I like no, that. No, I, do, I like that it's song. Awful. It's a ripoff. Hey, I have no talent. I'm going to piggyback and make a sequel to one of the best songs in the history of rock and roll. And he learned English phonetically doing it. Whatever. Camilla's <laughs> Road Germany. Germany. <laughs> of course. I'm sure there's a German version of that song, which is infinitely better. Yeah, but luckily enough, the, the, the group <coughs> autograph learned English from him. So. I, no, they're not German. I think we've discussed this before. Yeah, I think they are. I remember hearing. I remember hearing an interview with a guy who. Not the radio. The, 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 the lead singer of Autograph wrote like the like the theme to Seventh Heaven and all Doesn't those. Doesn't mean he's not German. Her, no, but I heard an interview with him. He's like, yeah, I wrote those songs. Yeah. Well, he's been here for Twenty-seven years. Schwarzenegger sure, never lost his accent, though. Well, you know, I mean, there's brilliance like the dude from Autograph, and, and then there's, there's, there's that song. scrub I mean, like Arnold. Yeah. It's not a real fair. Comparison. Uh, Middle of the Road by the Pretenders. That was a great Boy, tune. Good that. song. Um, I think you know they had that like that rock bluegrass sound. I think yeah. that was great. About Pretenders. Uh, Million Miles Away by the Plum Souls. Good song. Another good song. Uh, what else we got? Jimmy, see anything? Okay, uh, I'm finding it. Mm. By the way, oh, Mike oh, is. Oh, never gonna let you go! Sergio Mendes. Sergio Mendes. Oh, God, I oh love that my God. God. I say Alibis is my favorite when song. When I was a then. kid, if you wanted to punish me, you took my Sergio Mendes albums away from me, boy. I remember I the day you cried horribly that your mother took those away from you. Betcha. Oh, the uh, Funboy 3 version of Our Lips Are Sealed. Oh, boy. That's the worst guitarist I've ever seen. Overkill, we talked about that one. Uh, Pale Shelter by Tears for Fears. That was a good tune. Yeah, actually, actually I like that song a lot. Uh, oh, all right, we, I found it. Autograph is a Californian hard rock slash heavy metal band from Pasadena, California. That's what they, they No, that's not true. Andy, they moved from Germany. Members. Is that, Wiki, is that Wikipedia? Yeah. Yeah, they were wrong. We also got PYT by Michael Jackson. PYT. You know what? The thing with PYT that freaks me out, though, is the very end when all of a sudden like, the Alvin and the Chipmunks start singing at the end of it. 
Um, I mean, was Quincy Jones, like, seriously, like, ju- just trying to find the residue on the mirror? Like, oh. Hey, Quincy Jones, Jesus, says, I'm going to put chipmunks in here. Everybody's going to love it. Well, I'll Quincy Jones, I can, he can do whatever let he one wants. fly in the microphone. Ooh. And he can do the genius. I have to admit, this is the first time I ever saw Loverboy, Queen of the Broken Hearts. I, really? I know That's your first exposure to Loverboy? Sadly, yes. You know the funny thing is when I first saw Loverboy, I thought that was um, I thought that was David Hasselhoff as the lead singer for it when I was, like, when I was a kid. So oh my like, god. I was, I was eight. You know what I, I remember about that song? What? I remember you called up and you were you were going on a date. I didn't call for this. No, 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 no. You called me up and said, hey, I'm going on a date and I started singing Turn Me Loose by Loverboy. Oh, Turn Me Loose. Oh, okay. That's right. Turn Me Loose. Rock, Rock Till You Drop by Def Leppard. Awesome song. Ooh. Rocket by Herbie Hancock, which personally I think anything... It's the most easy. terrifying video of all time. And let me tell you, as a guy that actually... Disembodied, disembodied. As a guy that played two Herbie Hancocks in the jazz ensemble yeah. in college, um, his 80s stuff was crap. Uh, of course it was crap! Watermelon Man. I did Watermelon Man. I'm college. sorry, what was the name of the song? Watermelon Man. It's a great song. What was the other song? Ku Klux Klan? Oh, you mean by, by the white jazz artist, uh, hey. Herbie Hancock? Also, got Send My Love by Journey. That was another journey oh. tune. Scarlet Fever by Kenny Rogers. Oh, boy. Say It Isn't So by Hollywood. That's about after one of his nights with Dolly Parton. Say It Isn't So. Sharp Dressed Man by ZZ Top. That's good. Um. Trying to find some other way, come obscure stuff here. We got She's a Beauty Did. Uh, she's Sexy in 17. Solitaire by Laura Branigan. Oh, God. How are we going to brand this lady? She's incredibly plain <laughs> kind of boring. We're going to go with that. <laughs> we got Stand Back by Stevie Nicks. Pretty much sounds like a goat. See, and that's the thing. I always confuse if she or Melissa Manchester is the one who's dead. Laura Branigan. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, the careers both died in 1980. What was the song you just mentioned, Mike? Um, no, we're just we're talking about Laura Bryan again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just mentioned a song. Oh, my God. I didn't know David Essex had another song. Oh, Tiny Me. From Union of the Bounty. He did um, Rock On. That's the original one who did Rock, rock On. It was not Michael Damien. I know. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Even though he, he tries to have a shoehorn every time. Hey, I did Rock On. Oh, I got one. <laughs> this is a, um, I'm going to call this the Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta other hit. Oh! Um, two of a Twist kind. Twist of Fate. Twist of Fate. No, no, two of a kind. Take a chance. Really? It's that, on the list. You know what? That song feels to me like it should have been released in 1980 and probably was, and you're lying to me. Because that it's is right just... Here. Juice Newton singing Tell Her No. Who the hell is she singing that to? No one. Listen, lady. The people that didn't buy the second album after the Queen of Hearts album. Oh, here we go, Andy. Here's one for you. <coughs> By Public Image Limited. This is not a love song. Oh, I love it. I love this that. is yeah. not a love song. That's a great... That's they a are a good song. band. Oh, tied up by Living Newton John. Oh, Tiny Avenger, another good pretenders tune. Uh, what else we got? Tonight by Cool and the Gang. Oh, here we go. Tonight I celebrate my love for you by Peebo Bryson and Roberta Flack. Oh my God! Mm. My, I think that's Peaches and Herb. That's not Peaches and Herb. No. I if I find Peaches and Herb, I'll read it. I know that Roberta Flack Maybe it's has a those cover beads in her hair, much like Peaches. Hey, right. Jim, read that one since you're wearing the shirt. How, I mean, seriously, read how? It. From 1983, one of my favorite guitar licks of all time, The Trooper by Iron Maiden. Good tune. About to become a beer. Are you kidding? Iron Maiden I is going to start making a beer. It's going to be called The Trooper. We are going to drink that. For my birthday, I would like a case of The Trooper. I will have a cookout. Remind me. You know what? I'm putting it in Google Calendar now, Jim. Do it. <laughs> all right. Fits <coughs> of Fate is also on here by the... Oh, Twilight Zone by The Golden Earring. Now, Ooh. did anybody else think that the song was named Bullet to the Bone? 
Uh, no, because... No, because uh, you said, am no, I stepping into the Twilight Zone? No, but Not only that, Mike, but... Mark, can I go? Red hits the bone? Because when you keep hearing that, you think that's the refrain. Usually the refrain is the title of the song. It's just very hard to... As a, just song. as a music person, I'm just saying... This, this song Mike, goes on for far video. too long. Mike, here's the thing. Well, the I, video's like 10 I never long. once... It, it, during its heyday, never once heard this song on the radio. The only time I ever heard it was on MTV. So the second, Golden Earring, Twilight Zone... Whatever the album was called, RCA Records came up. I knew exactly what the name of the song was. I love the scene though when the guy gets punched. You hear that beer sound? Gets punched in the face. It does, by the way, have one of the best bass riffs of the era. Oh, oh, here's a good one. This is one of those um, obscure, not obscure, but the not so popular ZZ Top hit TV dinners. Oh, remember how awful that video was? God, it was like some guy making his TV dinner, and some some weird creepy demon. Like a little thing that looks like, like some, a booger comes. It was like, it was like, it was like some like creepy little demon or something like that. I think grew as the you know as cooked or something. Are you all right? I'm fine. Yeah. Ooh, Union of the Snake by Duran Duran. Nice. So a lot of this stuff, this list is going to be off because uh, a lot of stuff got released yeah, in, think, in well, 84. It, but it might have been written in 83. But it may be released. It could just be, it could be when it was written. Maybe the uh, album came out. Want to be starting something, but it's uh, also on here. Yeah. Yeah, maybe the album came out in 83. Yeah, we can probably verify some of those. Yeah. yeah. 84. Wham. Why? Is that a song called? Is that a Wham? No, 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 no. No, it goes up. It's just an index. Oh. Wham. It's the Wham, wham rap. rap. The Wham Rap. And, no, you, and, no. and after you, after you hear Wham Rap, you have to, you have to ask why. You've never heard of Wham Rap before. Are you serious? You've never I know. I'm holding Did my head Did you not shame. watch V66? I've been holding they my head They play that all the time. time. That and Don't Ride the White Horse. They broadcast on the I think the coup de grace in this list is When We Were Young by Bucks Fizz. I mean, yeah. to be able to say I can say, say Bucks Fizz. So, all right, we got one more. All right, one more. One more. What do we got? Ooh. Okay. What about what about Wrap Your Arms Around Me by Agonitha Fault Song? There it is. Oh, Apple. I think that's what we got to end it with. That's the album. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wait, which one? Uh, there's something going on? No, no, no. no, no. no oh, that's a no, good song. From, this is the one from the really hot member of... Oh, okay. Not yeah. Benny. Um, <laughs> Wrap Your Arms Around by Agonitha Flockenschmuggen. That's all I got. <laughs> That's a, that's a pretty long that's list. A, that's a long list. There's a lot, but that's fine. There's a lot of stuff you don't realize. <coughs> hey, what about 83? That may not have been a hit hit, but yeah. it was known. What about Phil Collins' tribute to Doo-Wop, You Can't Hurry Love? Oh, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> hey, Phil, you're kind of a funky, jive kind of turkey. Let's have you do a, a Can you cover the Supremes? Sure. Hey, <laughs> Ain't nothing wearing, wrong ever happened. Why wearing that suit with the sneakers again, Phil? <laughs> because I walk it, yeah. <laughs> you know, someday I'm going to be in a movie called Busta. <laughs> All right, good talk, guys. Yes. So anyway, our next episode—I be honest with you guys—I don't know when the heck we're going to be doing our next episode because uh, we get a baby on the way. Uh, we'll, we'll squeeze it in. We're going to call this episode "Andy is Drowning in Poop Diapers." Exactly. You might be Ooh, skyping me on this one. Let's let's try to work on that. Um, but when we do finally get that episode up, we're going to be talking about the afternoon cartoons. We've been talking about this since episode three, Mike. Oh, I know. It's been a long All time right. coming. The, well, we've been waiting. I know Adam is game for this one, too. This is the afternoon cartoons, i.e. the half-hour toy commercials. So we're going to be talking about G.I. Joe, Joe, Transformers, Ghostbusters, the real Ghostbusters. What about the, the show out of Detroit called Hot Fudge? Do you remember Hot Fudge? I remember Hot Fudge. Hot Fudge. Hot Fudge. 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 Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> they, can't, they can't do that anymore. Guys in Parliament Funk outfits and diapers and Pharaoh outfits making a show for you. <laughs> cops, remember the cartoon? Oh yeah, C O P S. Yeah, every, every crime cop, operation. Every cop had, like they had like that one like one guy was like a SWAT commander. He was like you know SWAT man or something. Like that. Yeah, I got, I got to ask you, in the hot fudge. Did they work in the packing plant? 
Oh, boo! <laughs> so anyway, if you want to get in on any of the, on this sweet, sweet hot fudge action, <laughs> you can get to us at Geek Salad at Yahoo.com. You can uh, check out and like our Facebook page, uh, which is just plainly Geek Salad. Uh, you please, by all means, follow us on Twitter, at Geek Salad Radio. And check out the archives either on the iTunes Store, the Stitcher app on your mobile smartphones, or at www.geeksalad.podbean.com. So until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm the other Mike. Go forth and be nerdful. We'll talk to you when we talk to you. Fuck out of here!